Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Tigers with white jerseys over black pants, the black helmet, Victory Tiger on the left side of the helmet, their number on the right, Washburn in dark blue jerseys, white pants, white numbers trimmed in the light blue, blue helmets with bods and cursive lettering on each side. Our opening kickoff presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises, new and pre-owned sprayers and parts, visit SimpsonFarm.com, Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Ben Beloit, at Grand Island, Nebraska. And again, you can sync up our radio broadcast with the MIAA Network TV feed. Download the TuneIn app. Download there. Like KJLS. Pause the radio stream until the video catches up and you can listen to us while watching the game. We are ready to get this one underway and kicking off for Fort Hay State will be Parker Janke. Ichabods have a couple of guys back of the goal line, squibbing line drive kick, and it's going to be fielded, and then the Ichabod step out of bounds at the three. That ball was probably going out of bounds, and Washburn makes a bad decision. D.J. Bell grabs it, and then his momentum carries him out of bounds, and Washburn will start at their own three-yard line to begin this game. Well, you could tell he had no idea if it was going out of bounds or not, and then at the last moment decided to touch it, only to realize that he was inches from the sideline. If he just calls for a fair catch, it's at the 25. Yeah, exactly. So, Washburn starts at their own three. Again, they've got a true freshman quarterback, Sam Van Dyne, Replacing Kellen Samansik, he's going to throw on first down. A pass is complete to D.J. Bell, who returned that kick. He's brought down immediately by Travion Mitchell at the eight-yard line. So they pick up three on that first down pass, brings up second down and five. Well, and what or, you, excuse me, pick up five. What you do is with a young quarterback, even though he's got some experience, he's still a true freshman. You get high percentage passes, and that one's short in the flat. We'll call it a second down and six. Another pass to D.J. Bell gets a block, and he's got a first down across the 15 all the way up to the 20-yard line. He got hit by John Johnson, and Mason Perez finished him off, but they set up a little screen, and he got a block, and that freed him up to the 21-yard line, 13-yard completion, and Washburn has a first down after starting at their own three. So C.J. Murray is starting at right tackle instead of the two-time All-MIAA player Andrew Funk, and Murray, the right tackle, got way out into the flat in order to be able to block the guys in the secondary. Three receivers lined up in a triangle to the right side of the formation, one here to the left, and the running back is Carter, and this time the Tigers are ready for that little swing pass over in the flat. It was caught over there. I think that may have been Armani Tukes, and Sam Brandt was right there on the tackle. That was Tyson uh, Crutch and a 40 Texas freshman making the catch for Washburn, but it's a short gain. In fact, it loses two back to the 19-yard line. So Washburn's been through the air on their every play so far. 
And now they face second down and 12 from their own 19-yard line. Opening possession. They're going from our right to left. A bad snap. Rolls back to Van Dyne. He's going to throw near side, and it's going to be underthrown and incomplete. He was going for Armani Tukes. Good coverage from Kobe Rome, and the timing was completely messed off on a snap that rolled back to the quarterback, and now it's third down and 12. It looked like it hit the leg of the center on the snap. Mason Hone, and so instead of getting it back cleanly, the honorable mention all in my double-A pick a year ago from Phoenix, Arizona. Looked like he hit on his own leg. So now it's third down and 12. Washburn this year, ninth in the MIAA, converting on 39% of third downs. However, 5 of 19 a week ago. No score, opening possession. Ichabod's from their own 19 on third and 12. Van Dyne takes the snap, the left-hander under pressure. He is hit, and he is going down. Miles Menges grabs him and brings him to the turf. Another sack for Menges. Now four on the year to lead Fort Hayes State, and the Tigers got a sack on third and 12 and forced the Ichabod's to punt. The nice thing about that for Fort Hayes State is they did that with four down linemen, both Menges and then Parrish Terry were standing on the edge, and they were able to run a, stint, a stunt off that left side, and coming over the middle was Miles Menges. So the Washburn Ichabods will have to punt for the first time. High and not real deep. Tigers try to get out of the way. It rolls inside the 50, down inside the 45, and it's going to be downed all the way to the 42-yard line. So it ends up being a 46-yard punt. Very good bounce. That's where Fort A. Stable have their first possession, but the defense gets another sack. They had four a week ago. They get one on third and long here, and now the Tigers take over in good shape. Their own 42-yard line on their first possession of the day. You had to wonder what the uh, the offense was going to look like for a wa for a Washburn with Taylor Peters, their yes. starting running Forgot back, and their workhorse that, yeah. out of the game today and in a boot. Yeah, he's he's been as good as anybody in the MIAA. First and 10 Tigers, Cameron need a tight end in motion. They hand it off to Watts. He'll run to the left side. He's at the 45. He gets ankle tackled at the 50-yard line. Boy, he was close to breaking that one. It was Mason Capper, a redshirt sophomore from Baser Linwood, makes the stop right at the 50-yard line. It's an eight-yard gain on first down for, they're going to mark of the 49, so give him nine on that first down run. Second and one for four-day state right inside the Ichabod 50-yard line. So they're inside Washburn territory on one play. Two receivers here to the right. Play action. Dawson to throw. He's got time going across the middle for Jaden Horace. Makes the catch. Gets bumped at the 10. And he's down at the 7-yard line. First and goal, Fort Hayes State. Josh Grant saves the touchdown. But Jaden Horace on a post pattern wide open all the way down to the 7-yard line. It'll be first and goal for Fort Hayes State on a 42-yard pass completion. That was a really good job and a good ball thrown by Jack Dawson. He put enough air under it to allow Horace to run underneath of it and go get it. By the way, at center, the Tigers have Dylan Rock at center okay. to start this game. Four-day state inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. Swing pass to Cormany and the tight end dropped it. Amico Agbana was right there in coverage, not sure if he heard footsteps. A rare drop there by Kale Cormany as it bounced out of his hands and incomplete at second and goal at the seven-yard line of Washburn. 
I'm not sure if uh, Porter Danovic and Patrick Altner are going to go at it all day, but they just both ended up on the <laughs> turf. A little, little fist fight at the end of it. Referee comes over to break it up. And with the check on Brandon Curry, he had been starting here lately, but yeah, Dylan Rock is getting that start at court, at the center for the Tigers. Second and goal from the seven. Dawson to the end zone for Horace. It goes up. He pulled it away from Anikabod. Touchdown, Tigers ripped it away from Amika Akbana in the end zone. And Fort A. State scores on their first possession and lead it six to nothing. Well, the, the cornerback is waiting to see. He can't see the football, so he's waiting to see when the arms of Horace go up to catch the football. It's just that Jaden waited so long to put his hands up that the reaction then by the cornerback was not in time to grab the football. That is a great jump ball thrown to Horace, who just outplayed the cornerback. Well, he's been fun to watch this year. Here comes the extra point from Carson Arndt, and he puts it through. So Fort Hayes State gets a sack on third down to get the ball, and then the Tigers come down to their opening possession and get a touchdown. So they lead it seven to nothing with 11.19 to go in the first quarter. We have a timeout of the field. We're back in one minute on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Now Fort Hayes State able to drive down on their opening possession, they go four plays and 58 yards and score to lead it 7-0. High kick from Janky goes out of the end zone. And Washburn, who started their first possession at their own three, will start this one at their own 25. Well, you couldn't script a better, better start for the Tigers. They get a stop and then score on their first possession of the game. Well, to be fair, it hasn't been the starts for Fort Hay State. It's been continuing yes. that into the second quarter. First quarters recently have gone really well for the Tigers. So this is the seventh game of the year. Fort Hay State has now scored six times in the seven games on their first possession. They are 4-1 and one so far when scoring on their first possession. They lead it 7-0 here. Now Washburn has with their own 25 for the second time. Shotgun snap, and it's going to be a handoff to the Ichabod's running back, Teandre Carter, and Mikel Williams stands him up right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Yeah, Wallace, or rather, uh, yeah, you're right, Williams stood him at the line of scrimmage, and then Wallace came in, and using his 290-pound frame, decided to add a little pounce on at the end. DJ Bell is now in the backfield for the Ichabod's. He was a, a wide receiver. They'll have two receivers right and one to the left. Four-day stay with four down linemen, leading 7-0, still early in the first. There's a swing pass to the running back, Bell. He's hit at the line of scrimmage by Kobe Rome and brings him down for just a one-yard gain. Great tackle by Rome. He shed it off a blocker and then got to DJ Bell and they're going to bring up third down and nine on a gain of one to the 26. That was such a good job by Kobe Rome because he discarded of the guy who was supposed to block him and that's the screen game right get more guys to one side than what the other team has and Washburn did that but they didn't block the first guy. So Carter is back in the backfield right now shotgun Fort A State jumps there's a flag it's going to be a free play for Washburn and they've got a man wide open at midfield the ball caught by Tice Brown the Xavier transfer he's a Topeka native they'll decline the penalty it's going to be a first down Washburn all the way up to the 50 yard line yeah it's going to be like a gain of 21 and I don't know if Fort Hay State on the back side of that play saw that it was going to be an offsides and so they didn't play it but it was on the jump, it was Miles Menges. And so Fort A State on third down, what they've started to do is put Miles Menges and Parrish Terry on the same side 
of the defense. And you're making that defensive, that offensive line choose who you're going to try to guard in what has been two really good defensive ends, but now lining up on the same, same side of the ball at times. So Florida State, or Washburn declines the penalty. They've got it first down at the 50. Tice Brown, wide receiver here to the left. To the right is Brown. They'll throw that away. Ball is uh, dislodged. Immediately, Connor Searcy, their fullback, who also lines up as a tight end, hit hard by Travion Mitchell just as that ball arrived to dislodge it. It goes incomplete. All but one play today for Washburn has been through the air, and it's second down and ten. And all but two of those plays through the air have been to the right side of the field. So it's second down and 10 now from the 50-yard line. Tigers up 7-0 first quarter. Pistol formation, Van Dyne hands the ball off to Carter. He's hit at the line of scrimmage and dropped for very little gain. Dimitri Scott in there, backup defensive tackle out of Louisville. We've talked about him. He played at Austin P, then went to... San Bernardino Valley College in California makes the stop. It's a one-yard gain to the 49, and Washburn facing third down and nine. Tigers up 7-0, just inside the nine-and-a-half-minute mark of the first quarter. Shotgun snap for the lefty Van Dyne. He throws it in the flat. He's got a man wide open. That's Armani Tukes. He's going to be hit shy of the first down. Tigers try to jar the ball free. John Johnson and Travion Mitchell make the tackle. Johnson trying to tug it free. Good job by Tukes to hold on to it. They're going to give him progress to the 45, so it's only a four-yard gain, and now it's fourth down and five, and the Ichabods will have to punt. I'm surprised that, it, that Washburn's punting, right? I mean, it is. It's a season that you have one win on. It's been a tough go. Yeah, fourth and five. You went nowhere on your first drive. I'm a little surprised that Washburn isn't isn't going for this on fourth and five. Remember, from the 45. they always have a few tricks up their sleeve. At the Tiger 45, back to punt is Gavin Wilhelm. He kicks it away high and wobbly, and it's not a good kick. He was trying to pin the Tigers deep, but he shanks it off to the right. We'll see where they spot this one. The official still coming up to the 27-yard line. So that's only an 18-yard punt. And four-day state will have good field position already leading 7-0, starting at their own uh, 23. Been really enjoying watching Miles men just the last couple of weeks, and I'm sure Jonathan sees it on the sideline. But Miles is playing like a guy who is an upperclassman and has been around the MIAA a while. He doesn't let anybody say anything to him from the other team, and that continued on that last series. They're going to actually spot at the 25-yard line, so Fort A. State has it first and 10. Dawson to throw. Now the quarterback runs, and he slides. He had a little bit of a crease initially, but then closing down the gap was Brent Peebler, an outstanding senior linebacker from Topeka Hayden, and they mark him down where he begins his slide, which is only the 27. So it's a gain of two, and it's second down at eight. And then there's a whole bunch of whistles, like three different sets of officials I was blew their a whistle. Flag and, and, and just, I, I don't know, apparently everything's <laughs> okay. Yeah, gain of two, second down at eight. Empty backfield for Dawson, three receivers right, two to the left. Washburn showing blitz. Here it comes. Dawson gets rid of it. He has Bryce, Bryson Smith makes a man miss with a juke move. Cuts to the middle on his feet near midfield all the way up to the 48-yard line. Finally brought down by Jacquez White, a freshman from Pierce County High School in Blackshear, Georgia. Jack Dawson got hit. He's limping a little bit, but a nice catch all the way up to the 48-yard line. It'll be a 21-yard completion from Dawson to Bryson Smith. Tigers had a screen set up to the side for Bryson Smith, who's Struggled last week. He didn't play the second half, and uh, and so he ends up 
being the one that gets the catch. The big hit, though, was on Dawson. He got hit by two blitzing linebackers. Tight end, Cormany in motion. It's a pistol formation. They hand it off to Shane Watts. He tries to angle to the left, makes a man miss, gets to the 50, and then gets stood up there as he is hit by Patrick Oltener, the defensive end from Cape and Mount Carmel at the 50-yard line. Two-yard gain for Watts, who had a career game a week ago. 21 carries, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, again, Forty State isn't their best when they try to go to the outside initially, at least through the last two games against Southern and the Nebraska Carney Lopers. It has been much more run up the middle and then make the cut off of that. Second down and eight. Tigers at the 50 have their second possession, leading 7-0. Dawson throws a screen pass to Trevor Watts. He's got a first down, then gets hit hard by Julius Jackson, the Toledo, Ohio redshirt freshman, but not before he got right at the 41-yard line. Picks up nine, and the Tigers have another first down. Well, here's been my confusion at who's at center. Dylan Rock is wearing 74 for the jersey. His helmet is 76. Well, and so it took me a moment to figure out that has who been is at the center position. He's officially <laughs> listed as 76 on the roster. He's been wearing 74 lately, and he gets the start today for Brandon Kerr. And Jonathan on the sideline says he's not seen Brandon. There is a fake on a pass. No, it's going to be a pass to Cormany. The tight end gets hit, stretches to about the 35-yard line. Caden Spencer, the junior from Holcomb on that tackle. They're going to give him progress to the 36, so a five-yard gain, and brings up, well, we'll say a four-yard gain, second down at six for the Tigers. One thing Washburn has always done well over the years is recruit Kansas well, and they have a lot of guys from western Kansas included, and Peters is out. He's a slime essential guy. You just mentioned Holcomb. They got a lot of Kansas dudes on their team. Of course, Finnessy, Jordan Finnessy, out for the year. They're starting free safety from Plainville, and Dawson hit as he is throwing and just got rid of that one. It was in the vicinity of Jaden Horace, but Washburn got great penetration for on that play, and Jack Dawson just had to get rid of that in a hurry, and now it's third down and six. Yeah, that's on the offensive line because by the time that Jack Dawson received the hand or the snap, there was somebody in the backfield already. Forte State has struggled a little bit on the line, picking up those blitzing linebackers. First third down of the day for the Tigers. They convert on a 45% clip. That is third best in the conference, 28th in the nation. They need six here. Dawson throwing deep for Horace. Jordan goes up, and did he hang on to it? No, he reached up and almost made a remarkable one-handed catch and a fist pump by Washburn safety Julius Jackson. That was almost a remarkable catch by Jaden Horace, but he could not haul it in here on the near sideline, and it's fourth down and six. What's Remarkable about that is the amount of grabbing that was the, allowed on Horace's jersey, jersey as he's going down the field. And right now, it looks like Forty yep. State's going for this. Yeah, they bring in Jaden Horace and Trevor Watts. There'll be wide receivers over to the left. Horace here to the right on fourth down and six. Forty State has been remarkable on fourth down this year. Seven of eight. That leads the nation. Of course, had a fourth and nine for a touchdown a week ago. Going for it on fourth and six. Dawson pump fake. Lobs it up for Cormany. He can't make the catch. He had it in his hands, and then he got hit hard once again, this time by Amika Ogbonna. That ball just kind of held up for a while, and that allowed help from the safety to jar it free. The ball was on the money, and Cormany had it in his hands for a moment, but Fort A. State gives it away, not able to convert on fourth down. That is one where Jack Dawson would like to have back. That pass was way too much air underneath of it. And you got to get it there quick because when you run those crossing routes like that, one's going to the sideline, there's safety help coming over the top. 
and there's just a huge opportunity for the tight end to get hit like he did there. So the Tigers, for just the second time this year, stopped on a fourth down try. Washburn has it at their own 36-yard line. The handoff coming here near side, and that is a new running back, Jameer Beckham, who's actually listed as a defensive back from Ducala, Georgia. He is a freshman, a true freshman, getting that run for the first time this year out to the 36-yard line. They also brought in Connor Searcy, a fullback, and Parrish Terry welcomed him to the game by grabbing him around the shoulder pads and throwing him to the turf as he was trying to block Parrish Terry. No gain on that run. They're going to give it off to him again. This time right up the middle runs into Jason Wallace and Jacoby Wilson. He'll get about two yards to the 38-yard line. So a couple of running plays. Now brings up third down and eight. So a new running back who has not carried the ball all year for Washburn. Doing so here today. And Jameer Beckham out of Ducala, Georgia. They've got a lot of Georgians on this team. Third down and eight from their own 38-yard line. 7-0 Tigers. Clock rolling at 420 in the first quarter. Two receivers right, one here to the left. Beckham in the backfield as Van Dyne now tries to shift the running back. The play clock is down to four. There's the shotgun snap and some pressure. The quarterback throws it just as he's hit. It goes incomplete. Brant in coverage here on the fullback, Connor Searcy. It goes incomplete, and now it's fourth down at eight. Well, it, it could have been pass interference, and that's what Searcy is asking for, a third-team all-MIAA player. But the ball was so badly underthrown because of the pressure right in the face of Van Dyne that is just it was an uncatchable football it was it was five yards short and Searcy was running still to the sideline and uh, in more incidental contact than anything three possessions three punts for Washburn the last one off the foot of Wilhelm only went 18 yards he's back at his own 24 yard line Watts back to receive it. Tigers almost get to it. Pauley nearly blocked it. The ball bounces at the 30, takes a lateral bounce inside the 25 and out of bounds at the 24-yard line. So that'll be a 41-yard punt from Wilhelm. And Fort A. State will have the football with 3.58 to go in the second or the first quarter. The Tigers leading Washburn 7-0. We've got a media timeout. We're back in a minute. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Down as Dawson hits Trevor Watts. They're going to mark him at the 30. So he picks up seven on that first down pass. Jaquez White, freshman out of Blackshear, Georgia, gets credit for the tackle, riding him out of bounds. Second down and three. Well, is the uh, is the showing up of Watts? He hasn't been here <laughs> so right. far in the in the in the games. Former Washburn Ichabod back in his old stadium. There's a handoff to Dixon. He just lowers his shoulder and runs right through a Washburn player. That was C.J. Callahan out of Shawnee Mission West who took the brunt of that one. They're going to give him progress to the 33-yard line. So it's a three-yard gain. It'll bring up a first down for Fort A. State. They needed two. They get three. And that was a big, strong run by Dixon. He just lowered his shoulder right into the gut of Callahan and drove him backwards. Travis realized there was nowhere to go. So he puts his shoulder down. 5'10", 215, got low to the ground and gets the first down. Trevor Watts, Jaden Horace, wide receivers right. Cormany and Smith to the left. And now Cormany comes in motion. He'll line up in the slot. They hand it up to Dixon. He bobbles the snap, gathers it in, runs right up the middle, and gets maybe a yard or two just across the 35. They're going to mark him at the 36-yard line. So it'll be an eight. Three-yard gain for Dixon, second down and seven, just running it right up the middle, something Fort A. State really hasn't done a whole lot in this game today. That is a really tough 
handoff to take when everything is bobbled. And it yep. throws the offensive line. The offensive line doesn't know. So they're going to block their normal blocking. And all of a sudden, the hole closes before the running back ever gets the football. Watson Smith, wide receivers left. Horace here, one-on-one coverage to the right. Play action, Dawson to throw. He's looking for Smith. They're grabbing his jersey. He catches it anyway at the 25-yard line. An Ichabod grabbed his shoulder pad. Jacquez White, but it didn't matter. Bryson Smith makes the catch anyway. It'll be a first and 10 for Fort Hay State. What a catch by Bryson Smith. Well, welcome back, Bryson Smith. He had a fumble last week. He ran the wrong route, ended up with a, causing an interception. And, and today, a big 21-yard catch and run. Now he gets that one away. And Fort Hay State, so far, has been really working well. Yeah, they were going to mark the ball at the 30 where the flag was thrown. Fort Hay State declines the penalty because they're going to have the ball all the way down at the 20 yard line that ends up being a 45 yard pass completion and Fort A State is back inside the farm implement and supply red zone there you're see the great selection of new and used equipment at farmimp.com that's farmimp.com well, Washburn wanting to go one-on-one with the receivers and Fort Hay State is more than happy to take advantage of a great it. concentration because he had his jersey in his hand for about 15 yards now Dawson in trouble just throws it away was he out of the pocket apparently he was well he Washburn was, got some pressure and he was in the vicinity of, of Trevor Watts but he throws that well out of bounds Trevor Watts was over in that area he he threw it past the line of scrimmage he, he checked off all of the boxes and Washburn isn't complaining about that one but that's a good job by Jack Dawson to get rid of the football and do it in an area that is of no consequence well, to anybody. That's been some of a problem when he's tried to get rid of it. He's kept it in the field of play, and he's had some interceptions. And Jack's aware of it. He brought it up yep. in the presser this week. He knows, and, and he knows he has to get better at it. Three receivers right, Ryan Allen, Bryson Smith, and tight end Cale Cormany. Horace and Watts to the left. There's a slant pattern. Trevor Watts has it at the 15. He's down to the 14-yard line and will pick up six yards. It's a simple slant pattern, a good open field tackle by Washburn's Josh Grant. If he doesn't make that tackle, it's probably a touchdown. And it was one-on-one across the board because Washburn brought six. And so Dawson has to get rid of the football immediately. And usually that immediate route is going to end up in the hands of one of the two Wattses. And this time it's Trevor Watts. Third down and we'll say three for the Tigers. They're 0 for 1 on third down today. And they have it at the Ichabod 14, leading 7 and nothing with a minute 34 to go in the first quarter. Two receivers in tandem to the right. They hand it off to Dixon. Hesitation up the middle. He's got the first down. He started left and then just blasted forward and barrels his way for a first down. Finally brought down by Josh Grant, who took a bruising hit that time for the running back. It'll be a first and goal from the eight-yard line. He picks up six. Tigers trying to make it a two-possession game. They hand it off to Dixon again. Stumbles his way inside the five. He's down to the one. He'll pick up seven. And the Tigers' success running it right up the middle on this drive. They'll have it second and goal from the Ichabod one-yard line. It was the same play back-to-back. And you're waiting on Cale Cormany in the backfield to pick who he's blocking. And then Dixon snaps off the run behind him. Second down and goal. They hand it off to Dixon, and he stumbles, and he'll go down to the three-yard line. He just lost his footing right when he took that handoff. So he's going to lose two yards, and now it's third and goal from the three. Well, it was the same play for a third consecutive time, and the only thing that stopped that from being a touchdown was the yard marker, that, or the yard mark, where they snapped the extra point from. 
So third and goal from the Washburn's three-yard line for the Tigers, up seven to nothing. This could probably will be the final play of the first quarter. Pistol formation for Dawson with Dixon behind him. Jack wants to throw to the end zone, wide open, and catching it is Colt Fuller for the Fort Hastings touchdown. First career catch for Colt Fuller, and it's a touchdown. And the Tigers lead 13 to nothing with three seconds left in the first. Yeah, should be 15 yards after this, too, because Daniel Chavez just blasted Dawson, uh, 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 Jack Dawson after he threw that touchdown pass all the way back at the 15-yard line. It's 11 yards from where the ball was snapped. No flag. Dawson wanted it, didn't get it, but I guess all is well that ends well. And that was the fourth time that Fort A. State lined up in the exact same formation. Corman is in the backfield. Dawson is in the exact same spot. So is the running back, Dixon. And you get the defense going, oh, we know what this play is. We've seen it too many times. And instead, you run somebody else. And this time, one of the other tight ends into the back of the end zone. And he could have set a campfire, made s'mores, hung out at the back of the end zone. Sometimes they show movies here at Jaeger Stadium. Yeah, we've seen him after one of our games. He, he could have taken in the first part of Elf. You know, we're getting close to Christmas season. Or maybe a little hocus-pocus by the end of that, uh, by the end, by the time that ball got there. 14-0, the extra point is good, and the Tigers have a two-score lead. How about that drive? And well, you're right, Fuller was wide, wide open, and a good pass from Dawson. So Fort A. State gets touchdowns on two of their first three possessions and now lead 14-0. Are three seconds left in the quarter, so Parker Janky will kick this ball away. We'll see if the Ichabods get a return. I don't listen to every word you said, so I'll apologize. But that Fuller name might sound familiar. Yeah, There's it, a reason. Yeah, there is. That's uh, that's the younger brother, the bigger brother, but the younger brother of Chance Fuller, of course, standing outstanding Tiger quarterback now at CSU Pueblo to wrap up his career. High kick from Janky, and it's going to be into the end zone. So Washburn will run one play here, starting at their own 25-yard line to close out this first quarter. So Fort A. State unable to get a fourth down conversion, but they've gotten touchdowns on two of their first three. And Jonathan Zweiger, things have been going swimmingly for the Tigers so far. Yeah, absolutely does. The offensive line, I think, really started to gel a little bit better. We talked about the uh, absence of Brandon Kerr, but it seems like that they started to get that figured out. They were moving people up front. So the Ichabods will have it first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. They've had a punt on each of their first three possessions, and this will be the final play of the first quarter. They're going to run a little end around to Tristan Johnson, and he is able to get it across the line of scrimmage out to about the 28. He's never actually tackled. He stood up, and there's the whistle, and that will be the end of quarter number one. It'll be about a three-yard gain on that first down run on the end around to Tristan, Wilson, Tristan Johnson, and we've got a timeout. They're going to mark him at the 29, so give him four, and our second quarter is next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. This afternoon, the only time they didn't was uh, a failed fourth down, which they got the ball to Kale Cormany, but he couldn't quite haul it in. But the Tigers have the lead here after uh, two quarters, or after one quarter, 14 to nothing. Well, last week it was the second quarter that kind of bit the Tigers and kept the Lopers in the ball game for way too long. I'll see if the Tigers can alleviate that here today. They're back on defense, and that defense has been good. There's a handoff up the middle, and Fort A. State tugging on the jersey of Jameer Beckham. Again, they're without Talon Peters, and we have not seen Teandre Carter, who's listed as their backup. Jaden Barker in on this series, and he'll make that tackle at the 33-yard line is where they're going to mark it. So that's a four-yard gain, and now Washburn with a third down and 
we'll call it two from their own 33-yard line, trailing the Tigers 14 to nothing now early in the second quarter as they go from north to south, left to right. Pass across the middle. This time it's caught by Searcy, the fullback, who lined up as a tight end. He just gets it enough for a first down. Fender they're going to give him progress to the 40-39-yard line and a first down and a gain of six. Before they stayed on that third down, they dial up Mikel Williams, and he goes unabated to the quarterback. Well, he leaves an area vacant. And that's right where Searcy goes. Sam Brandt just couldn't quite get there in time. First down and 10, Washburn. A little swing pass here to Tristan Johnson to the right flat. And Trevion Mitchell there to hit him immediately at the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of four yards. A lot of passing today for Washburn. Obviously, their offensive line beat up, and they're down two running backs. So we've seen a... Guy listed on the roster as a defensive back running the football today. And he's in the backfield play action that way. They set up a screen pass, and the ball is dropped by the freshman, Tristan Johnson, a true freshman from Fort Worth, Texas, Birdville High School, and now it's third down and seven. And for Washburn, when you don't have running backs and you got a quarterback who's literally telling the running backs where to line up, you have to throw it more, and you got to give – some sort of resemblance of a running game. You do that by passing the football into the flats, getting screens going. Just hasn't worked so far. Third down and six now for the Ichabods from their own 43-yard line. Shotgun snap for Van Dyne, and the ball nearly deflected. It's caught over here in the flat, and the Ichabods are going to get a first down. That was a nice catch. And yards after contact, and then a shove by the receiver. Tristan Johnson just shoved Mikel Williams to the ground. The ball was caught by Teandre Carter, who had not been running the ball yet today, but he makes that catch, and the Ichabods convert on third down to the 50-yard line on a gain of seven. Well, that was just a Mikel Williams is getting up, and Johnson just shoved him right on that Washburn sideline, and now we have a timeout for what? Parrish Terry has think, to leave the game. I don't know if it's an equipment issue, but he's hobbling off, so that'll bring Jaden Parker back in. I don't know, it might be injury. So he's going to walk to the bench, and they're going to uh, check on him there, but the officials held up play and told him to come out. First down and 10, Washburn. They're at midfield. They've been inside Tiger territory one time today. First down and 10, Van Dyne with time, lobs it over the top, it's incomplete. The intended target was Johnson. He was being tangled with and tangling with Travion Mitchell, and he ran a little out pattern. The pass was further downfield, it's incomplete. Well, it is obvious that Washburn wants to run things the way of Travion Mitchell. Travion has had games that have been very up and games <laughs> that have been very down this year, and they want to pick on Travion today. We owe you a station break. We'll get that here in just a little bit. First down, or second down and 10, and there's the handoff to, is that Teandre Carter? It is, as he angles here to the right, and he's going to be close. In fact, he'll have a first down to the 40-yard line, so he picks up 10, and we have a time. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is four-day state football. 10-yard run, the longest running play of the day for the Ichabods. They have it at the Tiger 40-yard line, down 14 to nothing. There is the handoff once again, and a bulldozer run by Beckham. He's still on his feet, and he's going to get 10 to the 30. He just kept running over Tigers. Benny Williams finally brings him down, but he's listed as a defensive back. He's built like a linebacker, and he picks up 10 for a first down. Forty State has got to get in front and low. They are trying to tackle way too high. The defense was very good on the first three drives, short short drives and punts. 
But right now the ground game, mm-hmm. of all things, is working for Washburn. Yeah, Washburn didn't even try to run the ball, but they may have found something in Beckham. Now Teandre Carter is in there. He'll line up to the left of the quarterback. Van Dyne throws a slant pattern. The ball is going to be caught by Maury Sullivan, another freshman out of St. Louis. And now a late flag is thrown at the end of the play. This might be on Dimitri Scott. And Ichabod is missing a helmet. And if it is a late hit, what's frustrating is the fact Jack Dawson took a late hit and they let that go. But it's going to be first and 10 Ichabods at the third, at the 12, and it looks like there might get more. Waiting for our call here from Brandon Burmey, our lead referee today. And Scott's coming out of the game for the Tigers. So a hit to the head, so they get it down to the 12, and the penalty half the distance of the goal line now has the ball at the seven-yard line. So Washburn threatening. Boy, Fort A. State's been playing well defensively, but Ichabod's inside the red zone for the first time, and a little extracurricular there by Dimitri Scott, and the Ichabod's have it at the seven, first and goal. 14-0 Tigers, early second quarter. There's a handoff to DeAndre Carter, and he's going to stretch it left and cut up the middle. The Ichabods have a touchdown. Well, we'll check in with Jonathan Zweigert here in a little bit, but prior to that play and on the penalty, Coach Chris Brown was in the ear of two officials and then hollering at the, the lead official. I don't know what he was saying. Maybe John caught part of it, but he was very unhappy about that last set of sequence. DeAndre Carter with a seven-yard touchdown run makes it 14-6 now as Washburn will attempt the extra point. Trenton Brem, Papillion La Vista product from up in the Omaha area. He has hit all 18 of his extra point attempts this year. A little bit low snap. The hold down of the kick is good. And Washburn, for the first time today, finds the end zone, and they cut it to a seven-point game, 14-7 now. Washburn is able to find the end zone. Let me check in with Jonathan Zweiger, see if he has any idea what the conversation is with uh, with Chris Brown, who now has the field judge's attention right in front of him. Yeah, guys, I think that's the, the third different official that Coach Brown's talking with about the the sequence, and it looks like I think Coach Brown's upset with some of the way that uh, Washburn's blocking the Tiger defensive uh, tackles mainly. I think they're, uh, I think he's, that's been the conversation anyway. I know that they also feel like Miles Minge is getting held, so I'm not 100% sure uh, what he's upset about in that last one, but I think it's the way that, I don't know if there's a chop block that, that they're upset with, but uh, that's been the issue. They've been uh, working the officials definitely with some upset, uh, especially mentions Miles is getting held every play. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Thank you for that good report from Jonathan. Fort A. State football brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas from joint and spine injury to sports rehab therapy and more. Let the experts at Hayes Med help you move freely. Learn more at HayesMed.com backslash orthopedics. So it's now 14-7 with 11.34 to go. Officially a six-yard touchdown run for Teandre Carter, who did not start today at running back. He's listed as Taylor Peters' backup. Taylor Peters out with a foot injury or lower leg injury. He's in a boot. Salina South, Salina Central senior. We've seen Jameer Beckham run the ball for the first time this year, listed as a defensive back, and he's been bruising. 
His alma mater knows how to put up points yeah. when he was there and last night. They yeah. scored 70 last night. Here comes the kick from Bram. It's a squibber that four-day state will let roll out of bounds. So they'll get good field position here as they'll possess the ball for the first time in the second quarter, leading 14-7. to But you can sense some energy now on that Ichabod bench. <laughs> a late flag. Oh. Well, 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 after the ball went out of bounds. For the actual kick out of yes. bounds. Yeah, it's the penalty for the kick out of bounds. We all knew it, but the flag came about 15 seconds after it happened. Well, when Jonathan was giving that report a moment ago, during that conversation that John was having with us, Coach Chris Brown got the lead official yes. over again to talk to him. So there, there is something that and, – and it doesn't look like that Coach Brown is irate by any means. But he's, they're seeing but, something. But there is something of concern for him. Dawson in the shotgun. He'll have Watts back in there. They set up a screen for Trevor Watts. Good block from Horace. And Trevor, still on his feet, stumbles out of a tackle. He'll get a first down all the way up to the 47. Great block by Jaden Horace. The tackle finally made by the defensive end, Altener, at the 48-yard line. A gain of 13 on a screen pass that should have gone for about six or four, but he squirts out of there, and he's got a first down. We're going to mark it, but the 49s will give him 14 yards. Cormany in motion from left to right. They hand it off on a delay to Shane Watts. He's got room as he bounces out to the right, lowers his shoulder, and he moves the ball all the way down inside the 30-yard line. And now a Fort Hayes player yeah. got his helmet grabbed and thrown. No flag. No flag. They're going to mark the ball at the 29-yard line. That's what Coach Chris Brown is saying right now. He goes, our guy's helmet not only got knocked off but thrown and coming out of the game because there's no penalty is Porter Danovic. Wow. That will. So they mark it at the 29-yard line, a 22-yard run for Shane Watts. And Norday State coaches are not happy. Chris Brown still barking at the officials for that one. So, yeah, Danovic comes out for this play. And Jacob Matisse, the redshirt freshman from Thatcher, Arizona, in at the right tackle position. They throw the ball, looking downfield for Jaden Horace, and it goes off the helmet of Anikabad incomplete. Horace thought it should have been holding or pass interference. So no does Coach flag. Chris Brown. And Jaden Horace pleading his case to the side official over there. It goes incomplete, second down. Well, Gerard, here's the issue, and I don't want to, I don't want to be on the officials a lot today, but Jack Dawson on his touchdown pass got hit. 11 yards behind the line of scrimmage as the ball's being caught. No no penalty. Mikel Williams is getting up off the ground. He gets knocked down on the Washburn sideline. And twice there has been officials needing to go into the Fort Hayes sideline to pull a Washburn Ichabod off the sideline with no penalties at all. Empty backfield for Dawson. Two receivers right, three left, and now a flag thrown right as oh, the yeah, ball there is zapped. Illegal procedures. Because Fort Hayes State flinched. So that'll move it back to the 34-yard line. 10.25 to go here in the second. 14-7 Tigers. They had it down to the 29, but now a five-yard penalty brings up second and 15. And Fort A. State is, is not pleased on, on a lot of aspects. I certainly understand. Uh, Ryan Allen came in. He's going to leave. Shane Watts will come back into the game. So it'll be Horace and Trevor Watts, wide receivers right. Bryson Smith here to the left. Cormany will line up the tight end over in the right slot, and Shane Watts is the running back on the right hip of Jack Dawson, who's in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He is going to throw. It's caught by Trevor Watts. He's hit immediately, but his momentum should be enough for a first down. 
Oh, they maybe aren't going to give it to him. No, that's the that's the original. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Marker. You're right. You're right. I was looking at the wrong marker. So he gets the penalty yardage back, and now it's third down and ten. Yep, I was looking at the wrong marker there. Third down and ten. Fort A. State has not been great on third down today. And they're two for three so far on third down, and the one they didn't convert, they went for it on fourth and didn't say, convert. Not great. Two for three. That's 67%. They'll take that. This feels like it's been worse. Third down and 10 here from the Ichabod 29-yard line. Dawson takes the snap. Time in the pocket. Rolls right. He hits Bryson Smith underneath, and Bryson is going to only get about three yards to the 26-yard line. Washburn read that well, and now what will Fort A. State do? They're going into a bit of a breeze at about 15 miles per hour, and it looks like they are going to bring in Carson Art for the field goal. Carson's been good so far this year. This one will be a 44-yard attempt for Carson Arndt. If he can connect, it would be his longest career field goal. The ball on the right hash, good snap, hold down the kick from Arndt, fluttering end over end. Does he have enough? It is short. Oh, they say good. It looks short. It just crawled over the upright. Just got it across the crossbar. And the Tigers get a 44-yard field goal from Art. Boy, from up here it looks short, but the officials right there say it's good, and we have a timeout. 8.59 to go in the second quarter. Fort A. State 17, Washburn 7 on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Drink responsibly, 17-7, to 7, a 44-yard field goal from Carson Art, a career high into the breeze, just got it across, and now a short kick is going to be taken, and the Ichabods run a reverse and bring it up the near sideline, D.J. Bell to the 30, and then gets taken down actually at the 29-yard line by Dalton Miller of the Great Bend product. So the Ichabods run a reverse on the kick return, they always have a few special team trickeries up their sleeve for the Tigers. They did a relatively good job there of staying home, and Washburn will start at their own 29. Got a touchdown in the last possession, and it's now 17-7 after the aren't 44-yard field goal. See if any of the conversation that Coach Chris Brown's having with the officiating crew makes a difference on this offensive drive. Four-down lineman for the Tigers. Shotgun snap to Van Dyne. He hands it off to... A new running back in there. Boy, Washburn going deep on the depth chart. It's John Johnson on the tackle. That's Percy Mitchell, a Baldwin, Missouri product, a junior. He's carried the ball a little bit this year, but he is way down on the depth chart. He gets five on first down to the 34-yard line, second and five. In or that, Talon Peters today, their outstanding product out of Salina Central. Pistol formation for the freshman Van Dyne. High snap, hands it off again, and running right back up the middle is Mitchell. Close to a first down right at the 41, brought down by Mason Perez. And they will move the chains at the 41-yard line as he picks up seven and a first down for Washburn. And they're starting to find success running up the middle. Yeah, and it's chunk yards running the football, and then they're doing it with pace. They get right back on the line of scrimmage. And they, without... Andrew Funk and Jacob Glendenning, two all-conference offensive linemen. Again, a handoff to Mitchell. This time, Miles Men just tracks him down from behind. They weren't holding him there, and he's able to track down Mitchell for a short gain of only one to the 42-yard line. He was running the opposite way of, of Men just, but Miles tracks him down for a one-yard gain. Some of the success has been the fact that the 
Ichabods are doing two tight ends, and so they're getting more guys on the line than what Fort Hay State is able to defend against. So Carter's back in the backfield for Washburn. He's listed as the backup running back, but did not start today. Two receivers right, one left. Play action, the pass to Searcy, and the tight end fullback has the first down at the Tiger 48-yard line. Just found a crease in the defense. Perez the tackle, but Washburn gets 10 on the play and a first down at the Tiger 48-yard line. That's the result of run, 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 and then all of a sudden a pass to a guy who normally has been blocking. And give Washburn credit. What they are dialing up on offense is working on the last drive and this drive against Fort Hay State. Parrish Terry is back in a defensive end. Fort Hay State has those starting four. Now some pressure to ball batted down by the aforementioned Parrish Terry. He got great penetration. They were trying to set up a left screen, and Parrish Terry just batted that ball away. It'll bring up a second down and ten. There is some jawing going on between Miles Menges and the Washburn sideline. <laughs> And it had something to do with Miles pulling on his own jersey and looking at the side. Yeah. So he's aware he's oh, being, yeah. in, being held. Second down and 10. Washburn of the Tiger, 48-17-7. Fort A State, 6.44 to go here in the second quarter. They'll hand it off to Carter. He finds a crease around the left side. He's got a first down and more still on his feet. John Johnson finally grabs him high and throws him down along with Jason Wallace. A good run there by Teandre Carter around the left side. He found a crease. It takes it all the way down to the 35-yard line on a gain of 13 yards. Now the amount of holding that's being allowed to happen today, Fort A State needs to start doing yeah. it themselves. Because that time, Parrish Terry is the one that got uh, bear-hugged going out to the sideline. First and 10, Ichabods down to the Tiger 35-yard line. The lefty Van Dyne throws incomplete. He was trying to hook up with Chase Allen Jackman, a true freshman from Fayette, Missouri. He was running up the far sideline. The pass was about eight yards downfield and incomplete. So there's... There are some Ichabods playing today that have not recorded any stats all season long. And that young man immediately comes out <laughs> of the football game. I believe that was a wrong route. Two receivers right, tight ends to the left and a slot that way. And they hand it off to Teandre Carter. He tries to run around that heavy side to the left and gets very little, maybe a yard. Parrish Terry was Andrew over there the to bring him down. No and Parrish a little slow in getting up. He's going to be hobbling a little bit. Yeah, he's going to come out. or got to bring in Jaden Barker once again after he made that tackle. GZ. Yeah, guys, I've been watching Parrish. This is the first series he's been back. He's been dealing with some stomach issues. I wonder if he's down not 100% today. That's why they took him out earlier. No gain, third down and 10, and now flags as the Ichabods move. And Miles Menges, the loudest cheerleader uh, out there on that penalty. They've been holding Miles today, and he um, he's not shy about letting everybody know what's going on. And as soon as that flag was thrown, he was clapping it into Washburn backfield. So that's going to be third down and 15. Now, Miles is a two-time All-MIAA honoree, third-teamer as a defensive lineman, linebacker as an honorable mention. He is playing at a top level Boy, this year. He's had a great year. Third down and 15, Washburn from just inside the Tiger 40. Van Dyne to throw. He's got pressure across the middle. Incomplete and almost intercepted. It was almost intercepted by Brandt, and if the wide receiver doesn't run into him, it is an interception because Brandt had a beat on the ball. D.J. Bell collided with him just as he got to it, and the pass goes incomplete, and both Bell and Brandt hobble off the field. That was a big-time collision. Now Sam is doubled over. So he may have gotten the wind knocked out of him. 
or he is dealing with some of the same stomach issues. His leg mm. is bothered, too. You wonder if he maybe rolled his ankle. Yeah. That was a pick six. It was. Inadvertently, DJ Bell yeah. knocked the ball he away. Had, he had no idea Brant was there, and he ran right into Brant as the ball got there. So Washburn will have to punt, and it's a high wobbly kick. This is much better as it lands inside. The 10 is going to be down at the one-yard line. That is going to be a 39-yard punt. And Fordish Stable have their worst starting field position of the day, their own one of the year. They have a 98-yard scoring drive in the opener at Northeastern State. Can they go 99 today? They'll start at their own one. 5.24 to go here in the second quarter. Tigers up 17-7. I don't know that I've ever seen a punt and the ball in the air like that. If you lay the football down on the ground and just spin it, that's what it was like in the air. It was like yeah. flat in the air and just like a top. Like a, yeah, a top. side. And a knuckleball, just barely moving. It landed flat down like that and bounced really well for him. Jack Dawson lines up four yards deep in the end zone. He hands it off to Jaquan Tillis, and Tillis gets a little bit of breathing room out to the four-yard line. A three-yard run, first of the day for Jaquan Tillis, brought down by L.J. Minor, or Minner Jr., a Ferguson, Missouri redshirt freshman. So Forday State has second down and seven from their own four-yard line. They lead Washburn 17-7 with 5.03 to go. How about a 99-yard drive that takes a little over five minutes off the It'd clock? It'd be perfect because Forday State gets the football to start the second half. Two receivers, one left, one right, hand up to Tillis again up the middle, makes a man miss, spins out to about the eight, maybe the nine. They're going to mark him between the eight and nine. So he'll pick up about four more yards. And Fort A State will be looking at a third down at about three yards right here. Third down and two. Kofi Carey Carey had gotten away from his block, and he was downhill and got on a linebacker. He had a touchdown in sight. Tillis lines up right of Jack Dawson for third down and two. Dawson going for the home run ball. They're grabbing the jersey of Horace. The ball is intercepted, and there's no flag. They had his jersey in his hand. There it came out late. The flag finally came out. That was so obvious, and it took the officials a long time to finally throw the flag. That Chris Brown has to go out and put the jersey back on the shoulder pad of Jaden Horace. That was a late flag on one of the most obvious pass interference penalties you'll ever see. That'll be a first down for the Tigers. Boy, the coaches over here in the booth to our right were about to jump out the window if that wasn't thrown. It took the officials a long time. No pass interference goes on the air. The pretty good group of Tiger fans here today. They have observed what's happening. That is on Jacquez White. It saves a touchdown because if he doesn't grab the jersey, Jaden Horace runs under that pass and scores, but it'll be a first and 10 all the way out to the 24-yard line. You can see the agitation in the Fort Hayes-State yeah. crowd that is over there. This is getting frustrating. They, they are on edge, and, and the official that it happened right in front of. Took forever. To he, he still didn't throw it. It was, still, oh, it, wow. it, was the, it was the line judge wow. that came in from the offensive line and did it. First down and 10, two receivers left, two to the right for Dawson. He has time. He just heaves it up downfield. Smith tries to make a diving catch. Can't do it, but he was about three yards out of bounds. Good defense there by the Ichabods. They forced him to the sideline. Abeka Akbana was the cornerback who forced Bryson out of bounds, so it'll be second down and 10. Jack Dawson's getting a little too comfortable throwing up jump balls. Yeah. And the last one was intercepted. Yes, there was pass interference, but it was intercepted. And he is throwing one up to Cormany, big hit. Just that was into triple coverage. Wind looks like it has died down. The flag, the markers on the goalpost, pretty 
pretty quiet. There's a swing pass out to Jaquan Tillis, the running back out of the backfield, takes it out to the 30-yard line and gets swung to the turf by C.J. Callahan. And that'll be about a six-yard gain to bring up third down at four for Fort A. State at their own 30-yard line. Tigers on top of Washburn, 17-7, down to 3.51 left in the third quarter. Fort a, the second or, quarter. This uh, Washburn defense has gone deep into their oh. defensive line right now. They subbed out four prior to that last play. Horace and Ryan Allen, wide receivers over here to the left side. Trevor Watts to the right, and Shane Watson. Nope, that's Jaquan Tillerson running back. Dawson is being chased, and he threw it into traffic, and it's going to be intercepted. Pass is picked off by Caden Spencer, running up the numbers. 10-5, touchdown. A pick six with 3.24 to go here in the second, and Dawson was under pressure and again threw that into heavy coverage, trying to hit Trevor Watts. And the Ichabods had three defenders there, and Caden Spencer gets the interception, the first in his career. It's the Holcomb Jr., and it's a pick six and a flag down at the one-yard line. Well, Fort Hayes State has to have some kind of check. Ryan Allen was unguarded to the near side. It is fourth and four. The closest defender to Ryan was 14 yards away. There's got to be a check to get the football in the hands of Ryan Allen. Instead, it's a fadeaway, triple coverage throw. Throw it off, yeah, off your back foot. See about the flag here. They're going to It's against Washington. Yeah, I think some celebration maybe. It'll be well, on. Do they want it here or do they want it on the kickoff? Yeah, so four days will choose it. So it's sportsmanlike conduct on Coy Pret. He's a lineman for this Washburn squad. So four day state will get good field position, but what, what have we said about some of these games? Oh, second quarter's been awful. Man. Again. That's just a bad decision by Dawson throwing off his back foot into coverage. Here's the extra point, and it is a 17 14 ball game on the pick six from the Holcomb Jr. Caden Spencer. They're going to we'll get the official yardage around 35 yards on the interception return for a touchdown. 324 to go here in quarter number two. We had our second media break. I think, I don't know if they've taken it or not. We'll remind you our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today, but remember to drink responsibly. Is this a media timeout? Well, they didn't announce they it. They didn't announce well. it, but. And they're already bringing nope, out the apparently ball. apparently so. not. Well, this crew has had some issues on a lot of uh, a lot of fronts today, including game management. I believe we have not taken our second media timeout on a warm afternoon. Forty State has got to get this under control. Yeah, man. This, this is a, a one-win Washburn team. And they're getting ran your, on. Your, your season's they're, on the line right here if you don't win this one. There's a pick six. Uh, a Fort A State did everything right on their first three drives. Well, this feels like a lot of Fort A State Washburn games here at Topeka. It feels like the game last week against Nebraska Kearney is just that this Washburn team has the has the ability to do a little something about it. And Fort A State will get the football when. We start the third quarter, and now a chance to double up possessions. And the kick is going to be a fluttering kick. It's going to be taken by Travis Dixon at the 35. He's out to the 45, fumbles the football. And now a flag is going to be thrown. Is this going to go against Washburn? Yep. yep. There was, Reed, there was blocking Adel on the sideline. Adelhart then gets pushed by a player on the sideline of Washburn. 
And if it's, yeah, this if, is becoming a safety issue. If this isn't on, if this isn't against Washburn, uh, Fort Hay State may have people on the field. Dixon fumbled, but he was well out of bounds when the ball came free. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 16, Washburn. That's Jacquez White within sportsmanlike conduct. So Fort Hay State is going to start well inside Washburn territory. Should be at the 35. Yeah, because they're going to mark it from the 50-yard line is where the penalty was thrown. So Fort Hay State will start at the Ichabod 35. They raced out to a 14-0 lead. It's now 17-14. They'll have it at the Ichabod 35 and get the ball to start the third quarter and even though Washburn has the momentum Fort Hay State a chance to seize it right here two receivers Horace and Watts to the right Smith to the left handoff to Shane Watts cuts up the middle runs over an Ichabod he's got a first down all the way to the 24 Andrew Pahuda from Sioux Falls South Dakota the tackle that's an 11 yard gain to the 24-yard line and a first down run for Shane Watts. Linebacker Brent Peevler for Washburn is going to look back at that and go, what did I do? He ran right behind the running back and didn't tackle him. Watts lines up right of Dawson to the backfield, and they're going to roll it right side, and a pass from Watts or from Dawson tried to go to the tight end. Cormany is just off his fingertips and incomplete. That was a tough pass because Cormany was well covered there by the Ichabods. It's second and ten. That's when Jack has to run. There's nobody within five yards of Jack Dawson. He runs that one right in between the area vacated by that linebacker and where Cormany is going, and he gets an easy five yards. Second down and ten. Tigers down to the Ichabod 24-yard line. Two receivers in tandem over here to the left. One to the right, play action. Dawson throws. He's got Trevor Watts, who's tackled well in the open field by Campbell Haverkamp, a Corning product, K-State transfer, redshirted his freshman year, former 1A player of the year, makes the tackle at the 22-yard line. So it only goes for two. And now it's third down and eight for Wash for Fort A State at the Ichabod 22-yard line. Their 14-point lead now down to three at 17 to 14 with 2.20 to go here until halftime. You know, the Tigers were two for three on third down. They're two for five now. Three receivers flood the right. Smith here to the left. And now all sorts of movement of that ball is snapped. Did Washburn jump in the zone or Fort A State moved early? They did, and now it's going to bring up third and 12. Wow. And it, and it was perfect. The, it, the play was set up perfect because Fort Hay State had a safety blitz coming from Washburn, and the Tigers were running a post route with their slot. It was going to be a touchdown for, for Trevor Watts. It, it was set up perfect. Trevor Watts would have walked into the end zone. So now it's third down and 13. Dustin mentioned it. Fort A State two for five on third down today. Three receivers right, one left. Dawson takes the snap, throws it across the middle behind Cormany, who was stumbling, and now it's fourth down. And Well, this second quarter has been rough for Jack Dawson. That was a bad pass, and Fort A State had an excellent opportunity because the linebacker, Mason Capper, ran into the official. And it was an easy first down, but the ball is behind the court behind Cormany, who had zero opportunity to catch that. Tigers going to go for it. We saw that 44-yard field goal barely cross for Art, so the Tigers just out of his range. The fourth down and 13. The Tigers missed on fourth down earlier. Dawson throws it's batted down to the line of scrimmage and incomplete. Washburn gets a stop, and boy, right now the Ichabods have the Tigers. St- 
stymied on offense. They give it back to him on downs, and now Washburn gets it back with a minute 53 to go and a chance to take the lead going into the halftime locker room. Jack Dawson never set his feet. His last throw was behind the wide receiver, and that time he took the snap. There was only four rushing, and he danced with his feet the entire time. Never set his feet to step into the throw and got knocked down. We saw several passes last week against Carney get knocked down. First and ten Ichabods from their own 27-yard line. They're down by three here late in the second. Van Dyne is going to hand the ball off. That is Mitchell just running up. So that was uh, DeAndre Carter on the carry. And he gets about one yard, second down and nine. Tackle made by four-day states Evan Darville. So one yard gain, second down and nine to the 28. Washburn doesn't appear to be in a huge hurry right here. Down to a minute 32. They're within three. They have to feel extremely good about that first half. They were down 14 to nothing. They've outscored the Tigers 14-3 sets. Hand off to Carter once again, running behind that old line who's banged up, but they're making some room as Jacoby Wilson comes in on that stop of the 31-yard line. About a three, maybe four-yard game. There's the Tigers slow to get up. It'll be third down and six for the Ichabods. Well, it, was, it was Jacoby Wilson. He was slow to get up off the ground because there was about 600 pounds of human <laughs> laying on top of him. So third down and six. Washburn is three of seven on third down today, this time from their own 31-yard line. Forday State... Up by three, down to 45 seconds left in the quarter. Shotgun for Van Dyne, the true freshman out of Liberty, Missouri. The left-hander throws it across the middle. It's batted up into the air and incomplete. Almost intercepted by Mitchell. He came diving in. It was batted up by Brandt and Johnson. Both were there in coverage, and then Mitchell tried to dive in to pick it off, and it just bounced in front of him, and now it's going to bring up fourth down. Miles Ben just looking over to the sideline, telling Washburn, hey, you need a punt. He's kicking his right leg out and drop like he's dropping a pass. I mean, and, he, is he having and he looks fun over and he goes, he goes, hey, you need, a punt. you need to kick this football. He is having a blast. So the Ichabods will punt it away. 36 seconds to go until halftime. A ball bounces into the punter, and he gets off a high end-over-end kick. Watts is going to let it bounce. It'll roll laterally out, laterally out of bounds on that Tiger sideline at the 39-yard line. So it's a 31-yard punt. 29 seconds to go here until halftime. Four-day State will get one more crack at it from their own 39. Their last drive, they got it down to the 27, and then it stalled, and they... Failed to convert on fourth down. Credit the defense for coming in and, and putting a little yes. bit of a stymie to this because mark of the 40. that was Washburn's opportunity to take the lead. And Washburn's not going to give up anything deep. Their safeties are 20 yards off the ball to start this series. Tigers at their own 40-yard line, leading 17-14 here late in the second. They set up a screen for Shane Watts, and he is belted hard at the 45-yard line. That tackle was made by the Ichabod's Brent Peebler. Tigers are going to call a timeout here. That'll be a five-yard gain to the 45-yard line. Shane Watts held on to that despite that big-time hit. Washburn. Only one win this year, playing with probably as much confidence as they've had in quite some time. So we have a timeout of the field. Remind you that Tiger football brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. When the second quarter went bad for Fort Hay State the first time, it was, oh, okay, that happens. This is a trend. 
This, yep. this is this is too many games in a row. And you go back to the Missouri Southern game. Fort A stayed out to a big lead. Southern was able to fight right back into it. The key has been against Missouri Southern, against here against uh, Washburn today at least, and last week against Nebraska Kearney. Fort A State hasn't given up the lead after getting it. They trailed Missouri Southern three nothing, but then got the lead. Never gave it. Never Always gave had it an back. answer. Always had an answer. And and Fort A State today. It, it, Man, I don't know if lucky is the word, but has well, to be fortunate to ha still have this lead. It's some poor decisions on passes and throwing them up for grabs. And you let a team like this, especially at home, stick around. You're in for a dogfight. We've seen it too many times here. Fort A State has lost 10 of their last 11 here at Yeager Stadium. It was more bowl before then, and they couldn't win here. So they've got to get something figured out. 20 seconds to go. They've got it second down and five from their own 30, 45-yard line. Dawson steps up the pocket. Quarterback wants to run now, throws it late. Bryson Smith, a great job to make the catch at the 32-yard line. It'll be a first down and stop the clock as he gets out of bounds with 14 seconds left. They mark it at the 37. Well, 44 was the field goal earlier, so the Tigers need about 15 more yards from where they're at right now to set up a similar type of field goal. Great catch by Bryson Smith kept both feet in. He's a wide receiver here to the left side along with Trevor Watts who now goes in motion. Horace one-on-one -on -one to the right. Dawson back to pass. He's under pressure and he threw it away. Good decision. Avoided the sack. Threw it at the feet of Trevor Watts. Stops the clock with 11 seconds. It'll be fourth down and, or excuse me, second down. The, uh, the down marker says fourth down. It's second down. The unfortunate part about that is it takes time off the clock with no advancement of the football. The Tigers leading by three are at the 37. They had a 44-yard field goal that was kicked 44 and a quarter yards. Yeah, we thought it was short, but they said good. Second and 10, Tigers down to the Ikebad 37, leading 17-14 with 11 seconds to go until halftime. Dawson takes the snap, steps up in the pocket, throws it across the middle, and it's batted away from Trevor Watts. He threw it into double coverage. Watts got his hands on it, but then took a big-time hit right as it got to his hands, and now it's third down and 10 with six seconds to go until halftime. Well, Florida State sent everybody deep. And so there's nobody underneath. There's nobody to get the football and, and find some sort of space in the middle to set up a field goal. So now you have to try to do that exact same thing in six seconds. Florida State has two timeouts left if they want to talk about this. Three receivers, including the tight end, Cormany to the right, Bryson Smith here to the left, Shane Watts the running back, left of Dawson who takes the shotgun snap. Six seconds to go, he dumps it out to Watts. Shane trying to angle, he gets hit and upended, and he runs out of time. Shane tried to get some extra yardage, and instead of running out of bounds, runs out of time, and Fort A State gets two possessions into Washburn territory in the second quarter and can't score on either one and that is the end of the first half four day state ready to get to the locker room and regroup their 14 nothing first quarter lead is down to three four day state 17 washburn 14 we are at halftime at yeager stadium and our bank of a's halftime show is next on the tiger sports network built by pwc it is late in the game up in Kearney. Two and a half minutes to go. The Lopers are going to get the football. Missouri Western has just scored. That game is tied 17-17 at Cope Stadium. Missouri Western, Fort Hayes State, Emporia State, part of a three-way tie for third place in the MIAA. 
Florida State could get some big help from Nebraska Kearney today. Again, the uh, Griffins have just scored, and now the Lopers will get the football with two and a half minutes to go on their home field, trying to pull the upset today. They are early second quarter in Warrensburg, and boy, that Central Missouri offense, it is the best in the country. They lead in passing yardage and total offense, and they throw it about 53 times a game, and right now they're up 35-20 to 20 over Emporia State. It was 28-20 to 20 after one quarter. Now 35-20, to 20, the Mules lead the Hornets. 12.43 to go, quarter number two. Three and a half minutes to play in the first quarter in Jefferson City. Non-conference today, but Missouri Southern was trying to snap a three-game losing streak. They lead the Lincoln Blue Tigers 21 to nothing, and up in Maryville, Still early in the game, 10-15 to go first quarter. No score between the Bearcats of Northwest Missouri State and the second-ranked Gorillas of Pittsburgh State, who are 7-0. and Homecoming, where Northwest has been very, very good over the years. And, guys, the game of the day in college football, the one, only one that matters, <laughs> took place in Annapolis, Maryland. And the Air Force Falcons took the first step toward repeat champions of the Commander and Chiefs Trophy. The Falcons, the good guys, beat the midshipmen. 17 to 6. All is right in the world in the game that, other than ours here today, is the only other game that really matters in college football. I'm glad to know you're focused. Yes, I am. I am now. <laughs> I am now. So that's your MIAA scoreboard update. It's brought to you by Babes and Miller CPAs, business advisors, and accountants with offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Fort A. State will have the football here to start the third quarter, and hopefully uh, halftime came at the right time. And give the defense credit. You, you mentioned they gave up the one score. The other's on a pick six. Washburn, Fort A. State had a chance to have a bigger lead. They failed to capitalize on a couple of possessions in Ichabod territory, but the defense didn't give anything up. They got stops, and hopefully now a chance to regroup for the Tigers and uh, get something going. And kind of take control in this game because you look at a lot of the numbers they've had that but uh, boy that pick six really turned things here in Topeka it's one of the things that we talked about this week with coach Chris Brown was areas that your team can improve and he thought one of the big areas defensively for Fort Hay State was in those sudden change of possessions to come on the field and get a stop and when the possession starts deep in the territory against the defense at least hold it to a field goal and Fort Hay State ran out and was able to do that now it's a little less sudden when it's fourth down you got an idea that it might happen but still it's the momentum changer and the Fort Hayes State defense kept the momentum on the side of the Tigers now the offense has got to get it dialed back up they've had five really good drives in this game but they have just 17 points to show for it our halftime show is brought to you by Bank of Hayes caring about you your business and our community that we live in Bank of Hayes local here now wow we get ready to start the third quarter it'll be Jaquan Tillis and Bryson Smith back deep to receive this kick a little bit of a breeze is now picked up out of the north at about 15 miles an hour high end over end kick Smith is going to let it land in the end zone 
it rolls out of the back of the end zone, and Fort A. State will start at their own 25-yard line. Fort A. State has been very willing to let that ball be a touchback all season long. Yeah. I don't know if that is just a looking at the average of where the line of scrimmage normally is for their team, or if that is just a simple, eh, maybe the kick return isn't quite up to par this year for Fort Hay State, but more often than not, Tigers have been very willing to take it to the 25-yard line. Fort Hay State with jo uh, Dylan Rock running the center today. We have not seen Brandon Kerr play all day. Kofi Carey Carey, Josh Shaw, Dawson Reynolds, and Porter Danovic. That offensive line started off really good, and now they're going to switch out the footballs. We were ready to go. And so they... Uh, Chris Brown is on the field in Bark. He has not been happy with this crew all day today. They had the wrong football out there to start this play. So they have to switch it out. Fort A. State was ready to go, and now we're ready to go. Fort A. State from their own 25-yard line. Tight end, Cale Cormany in motion left to right. They hand it off to Shane Watts. Crease up the middle to the 30, and all the way up to the 33. He'll pick up eight yards on that first down run. He was brought down by Andrew Pajado, the Junior out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, O'Gorman High School, but a good run, an eight-yard gain on first down for Shane Watts. Yeah, and right up the middle. And, and Fort A. State got away from that for a while in the second quarter. So second down and two, Tigers at their own 33-yard line. And they hand it off to Watts. This time he angles to the left. He's got a first down, and he can't break an ankle tackle at the 36-yard line. If he can do that, he has a chance for a big gain. But Josh Grant, the Powder Springs, Georgia redshirt freshman, in there on that tackle. He picked up four when he needed three, and it's a first down for Fort A. State at their own 36. Yeah, the center, Dylan Rock, is the one that gets out and lead blocks. Remember, he snaps, and then he has got to get around the edge in time to get in front of what I will say is probably the much speedier Shane Watts. Watts, that's Trevor Watts and Ryan Allen, wide receivers, and they're going to set up a screen pass for Ryan Allen. He gets a block, and he gets pulled down from behind. He had the wall set up for him, but he could not break away from Caden Spencer, the Holcomb product, who had the pick six. It's only going to be a one-yard gain to the 37-yard line. Ryan tried to take it to the outside, and that's not where the the space was yeah, it was good blocking it was set up if he cuts inside he picks up positive yardage but he wanted more than what was there that's a young guy out there too two receivers left one here to the right it's bryson smith here comes the blitz by washburn tigers get it to trevor watts he catches it gets built into the floor to the ground by jacques white who barks on the tiger sideline but watts holds on to it at the 40 yard line it's only a three yard gain and now Fort A state facing third down and six they have not been great today three for seven on third down they have it at their own they're going to mark it at the 40. So they have third down and six from their own 40. Opening possession here of the third. Tigers going from our right to left, south to north at Yeager Stadium, leading by three early third quarter. Dawson, the shotgun snap, eludes pressure. He can run if he wants. Now throws late and throws it low at the feet of Watts. It's incomplete. Bad pass there from Dawson, who eluded a sack, and the Tigers get one first down but now have to punt yeah the the offensive line let patrick altenor come uncontested and how jack dawson with eyes oh, in the back of his head didn't get plastered onto the turf i'll never know but jack can tuck that one and run Should've for run, a first cause, down because watts was not open he was well covered he just threw it at his feet but he had running room and would have had a chance so for the first time today cameron sisenkamp will come in and punt a wobbly snap 
booming kick toward the sideline is going to be taken by DJ Bell, and he is hit immediately by Logan Heigl at the 20-yard line. That is a 40-yard punt with zero return, and the Washburn Ichabods will have the ball at their own 20 and a chance to take the lead. We are right where we were at halftime with four-day state leading 17-14. to Well, this game feels like it is in the favor yes. of Washburn. Agreed. They are the team that feels like they're playing with the lead, and talked with Coach Chris Brown about that. How do you get your team to get off of the dry, of the of the roller coaster that's the highs and such lows. Well, here we go. First and ten pistol formation for the quarterback Van Dyne. Play action. He's hit as he's throwing it, and it's incomplete. It went in and out of the hands of tight end Ty Weber. It was Miles Menges who got pressure on the quarterback. Actually, that was up Sam Brandt there, and the ball got dislodged. As, as Van, uh, the, the Tigers got a little pressure on the Ichabod quarterback at second down. Yeah, you're right. It was Miles Menges, and then uh, Sam Brandt is the one that lit up the wide receiver in the middle of the field. Good coverage. And even if he catches that, it's going to be a tackle right away, short of the first down. Second and ten, pistol formation again. And they're going to hand the ball off, and the Tigers are right there to meet him. Jason Wallace is there after the initial hit by Benyon Williams. And then Wallace came in to finish off the running back, Teandre Carter. Actually, that was uh, Jameer Beckham, the defensive back, getting his first duty at running back. And that play goes for nothing. Boy, Fort A. State snuffed that one out well. And the Ichabods facing third down and 10 now from their own 20-yard line. Tiger defense trying to get a three and out. We've played three minutes here in the third. 17-14 Tigers. Van Dyne to throw with time. Plenty of time. Now he's going to run. And he is hit and dropped for no gain. Menges and, and Wallace were there to bring him down. Wallace hit him first, Menges finished him off. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, so no sack, and the Ichabods go three and out. Yeah, fantastic coverage down the field by the Tigers secondary, but a good job by the defensive end, Miles Menges, not to get too far up the field, and then Jason Wallace able to wrap around and, and get running in from behind and knock him down. Tigers late in getting the punt return team on. But they do. Ichabods will punt from inside the 10-yard line. Trevor Watts stands at his own 40. Good snap. Tigers come after it. Can't get it. And Watts will fair catch it at the 44-yard line. So it'll be a 36-yard punt. No return. And the Tiger defense with a big three and out after the offense stutters. Fort A. State are going to officially have it at their own 44-yard line, and we have a timeout. Our third quarter brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of the Kansas Farmers. Enjoy an ice-cold Bush Light today, but do so responsibly. Back in a minute, 17-14, Fort A. State in the third on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. State runs on first down. They hand it off to Shane Watts. He breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle, still on his feet, and then stumbles all the way down to the Washburn 18-yard line. It's a 39-yard run for Shane Watts, and the Tigers have it back inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby. You're home for bad boy and grasshopper mowers. What a run by Watts all the way down to the Ichabod 
18 is where they're going to mark that football. 38-yard run for Watt's best running play of the day for Fort A. State. He threatens 100 yards already with that run. Went over 100 a week ago. He's going to get the carry again. Sidesteps a man. Now cut back. Run inside the 15 down to the 14-yard line. He'll get about four yards. Good run by Watts running behind Dawson Reynolds over on the left side of Porter Danovic started left and planted, cut back to the middle. They mark him at the 15, three-yard gain, second down at seven. Dawson Reynolds and the, the tight end, Cale Cormany, just planted some poor Ichabod into the turf. I'm surprised he got up because he had about four, about 450 pounds land on top of him. 17-14 Tigers, screen pass for Trevor Watts at the 15. He's at the 10, makes a man miss five. Still on his feet, all the way down to the one. It'll be a first and goal. A 14-yard pass completion on the screen pass to Trevor Watts, and the Tigers have it first and goal. There has been a change in the last week of the way the Tigers are running their screen plays. I'll talk about it after this play. Tigers quickly to the line of scrimmage. Their lead is three, but knocking on the door. First and goal at the Washburn one-yard line. They hand it off to Shane Watts. Cuts to the right. Blowers his shoulder. Is he in? Touchdown! Ford Hayes State. It's a one-yard touchdown run for Shane Watts. His fourth touchdown of the year. And the Tigers add to the lead. Now knocking on the door and getting a touchdown. And are up 23-14. to Tigers have been able to run the screen plays a little bit better today. And they're doing that based on the fact that they're sending another guy over. Earlier in the year, we talked about how Fort A. State was running their screen game, but the only person over there was a wide receiver, and there's two defensive guys, and you're trying to make a one-on-one situation. It just wasn't working. And so Fort A. State has gone back to the drawing board and said, well, how do we make this different? Well, you put Cale Cormany running over there, and he blows up whoever happens to be in the area, and he's able to get himself into situations where there is an op- where he can get down the field. We're going to have a timeout of the field. There's 9.27 left here in the third quarter, which is brought to you by Bush Light, proud supporters of Kansas Farmers. Enjoy a nice cold Bush Light. Tigers at the touchdown lead 24-14 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Four-day stay thanks to a big run by Shane Watts, who then scores a touchdown. He's over 100 yards for a second consecutive day. Now 101 after that touchdown run. It is 24-14 Fort Hayes State as they will kick it away. It is Parker Janky, and it's going to land it again in the end zone. Touchback. Or me, no, not flag. It did go out of bounds in front of the pylon. It was a bad indication from the official. So Janky trying to angle it to the corner. It goes out of bounds, and Washburn's going to get pretty good field position. Parker Janky, that's his first kick out of bounds this year. Let's go downstairs to Jonathan Zweigert. Yeah, a little bizarre on the kickoffs, guys. Uh, just real quickly, uh, we've seen more angles, and the wind, it is still, you know, gusty a little bit. It looks like it's picked up so. since, since. Yeah, it really has. Uh, thank you, Jay-Z. Down to that sideline. I think it's cooler down there than it is in our booth. It, that sun be- beating in on us early. It's a warm day in the press box. A sunny day, not a cloud in sight. Temperatures in the 70s. Play action. Van Dyne throws. It's caught by D.J. Bell on a crossing pattern out at about the 43-yard line. Tackled by Mason Perez. They're going to mark him at the 42-yard line. Seven-yard gain on that first down completion. And it brings up second down and three for the Ichabods, who now trail the Tigers by 10. It's not an ideal situation for Washburn to play a true freshman for the first time since at least the early 60s. But he is going to be a problem in the MIAA. He's a big guy. You can see him gaining confidence. The lefty throws to Bell, and he is blown up by Benyon Williams. 
Oh my goodness, what a hit over in the flat. Benny out of Tampa, Florida, the Division Three transfer from North Carolina Wesleyan. Timed it perfectly back of the 39. It's a three-yard loss, and now Washburn facing third down and six. We talked to Benny earlier in the week and said, where does that emotion, where does that come from during the week? He said, I'm a small guy. It's kill or be killed. <laughs> Well, he was the aggressor there. Third down and six. Washburn from their own 39-yard line. Tigers up 10, 24-14 with eight and a half to go in the third quarter. Shotgun snap to Van Dyne. Tigers some pressure up the middle. Pass batted up into the air, and it goes incomplete. One of the linemen, it may have been Dimitri Scott, got his hand on that pass and batted it up into the air. It goes incomplete. And for the second straight possession in the third, Washburn will have to punt. Dimitri Scott and Jaden Barker, after the ball land, get at each other. And you could see both of them go, that was our chance. <laughs> yes. But it was up in the air for a long time. Neither They were both looking around, and neither really looked up. And they were trying to find the football, and it was just in right in between yeah. them. And I don't know if they were laughing about it, but it certainly looked like they got a kick out of the fact that they both had the opportunity oh, to get their pick. They get it. It's a touchdown. There was nobody there. So the Ichabods will punt for the second time here in the third quarter. Watts back at the 21-yard line, and this may be a delay of game. It will be. I don't think Washburn got a timeout called in time. So they're going to move it back five more yards to the 34-yard line. That was uh, also assisted by Trevor Watts, who's the punt return. Yeah, he, he is standing there right by the official, and he just kept. He was just pointing at the clock. And, and the official saw and threw the flag, and then Watts retrieves the flag and gives it to the well, official. It's been a rough day for them, but... Uh, nice young man, Trevor Watts. Trevor, just kind of help him out here a little bit. Here's a punt off the side of his foot. It's going to shank on the Washburn sideline and go out of bounds. Let's see where they mark the I'm football. saying the 43. You are well, a 42. You're one yard off. Pretty good. Well, I'm directly in line where it, where it went out of bounds. That's a 24-yard punt. And exactly as high as the punt was. Yeah. So we, we talk about places that we go in the MIAA. And, and as far as a broadcasting standpoint, an angle, where you where you where we're at, the size of the booth, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah. And now that the top windows open yeah. here at uh, at Jaeger Stadium, it really makes it nice. So it's first and ten Tigers from their own 42. They got a Shane Watts touchdown on their last possession. See what they can do here. Watts got a big run to set up his one-yard score. He gets the carry, some block as he stretches it out to the right. Now cuts it up to the 45. Gets spun around and dropped at the 46, picking up four. A tackle for Washburn was made by C.J. Callahan. He's an Olathe junior from Shawnee Mission West. The success for the Tigers in the running game has been not running to the sideline necessarily, going sideline to sideline, but it's at an angle. Yep. It's at a diagonal More angle. More toward the tackle. Yeah, and, and getting the center out in front to block. Cormany, the tight end, lines up left slot. Bryson Smith, receiver left side. They throw it right side to Jaden Horace. Sidestep and Ichabod now lowers his shoulder, gets it into Washburn territory near the 48-yard line, close to a first down. They're going to say his knee hit at the 49, so it's going to be a five-yard gain, and Fort A. State's looking at third down and one at the Washburn 49-yard line. Tigers have the only score of the third quarter, a one-yard Shane Watts touchdown, and they are up 24-14 now, 7-13 to go. It was 17 14 Fort A State at halftime. 
Bryson Smith wide receiver left, Jaden Horace to the right. There's the snap, there's a flag. Tigers going for Horace, makes the catch. No, it's knocked away. And I think Washburn was in the neutral zone when that ball was snapped. There was some movement. It was a free play for the Tigers. Horace couldn't haul it in, but this should be a first down via penalty for four days state. And that is a good job by Jack Dawson to know. Jack Dawson knows he has a free play, so that's when you throw that jump ball, that fade up the sideline, and get an opportunity to get the uh, the what has been the fourth best receiver in the conference via stats anyway, Jaden Horace up the sideline. He has been a revelation for the Tigers this year yeah, at that, that wide receiver spot. Daniel Chavez, the guilty Ichabod who jumped in that neutral zone. So it's first and 10 Tigers at the Washburn 44. They're going to run a reverse play. It's Trevor Watts trying to go right, breaks a tackle, then is taken down to the 41. Washburn did a pretty good job as the Tigers run the reverse as Watts took the pitch, tried to run it around the right end and gets taken down to the 41-yard line. He gets only a couple of yards, we'll say three, and bring up second down and seven. Well, Jack Dawson was the lead blocker, and Jack quickly realized there were some really big guys with a lot of speed going his way. That's a and good so decision he, by Jack Dawson. He kind of just goes to the ground and gets out of the way. Good job, Jack. Ryan Allen, wide receiver here to the left, along with Trevor Watts. Jaden Horace to the right. Shane Watts, the running back, gets the carry, starts up the middle, then cuts to the right and gets about two to the 39-yard line. Washburn read that well, and now Fort A. State's going to face a third down and about five yards to go. They're going to give him progress to the 38. This is the area of the field Fort A. State has struggled yes. in, going in this direction is converting on third and fourth down, and again, kind of in no man's land. So, if you're Fort Hayes State, are you obviously trying to get the first down on third and four, third and five, but knowing in the back of your mind, and we might go for this on fourth down. Very well, could be four down territory. Watts, that's Shane Watts, he'll line up to the right of Dawson to the shotgun. Now Trevor Watts comes in motion left to right, and Dawson to throw. Watts is wide open, first down inside the 30. Makes a man miss, 25, inside the 20, and stumbles down to the 17-yard line. 21 yards, Dawson to Trevor Watts. The tackle by Jaquez White, and Watts came in motion, and there was nobody within 15 yards of him. You put the guy in motion because it lets the quarterback know what kind of coverage that he's facing, and not a single person went with the, with the wide receiver that time, letting Jack know, okay, it's zone. And his first look is Jaden Horace. Jaden's taken away the cornerback, and it leaves right in that flat, uncovered, Trevor Watts. Fort A. State has Fuller in at tight end, along with Cormany here to the left side. Fuller caught a touchdown pass earlier. Handoff Watts runs behind the tight end, K.O. Cormany, inside the 15, down to around the 13. Kanan Spencer, who has a pick six today for Washburn, the tackle to the 13-yard line. A run of about four, second down at six. And boy, that's just running behind the Colorado Springs tight end to the 13-yard line. It won't go in stats, and, and it won't be anything at the end of the year that somebody will remember. But Cale Cormany has been a great blocker today, and really all season. But today it is more pronounced. Second down and about five for the Tigers. Washburn showing blitz. Here they come. Handoff watch right at the blitz. He's down to the 10, maybe the 9. We'll see where the knee hit. Going to say right at the 10 yard line. Watts picks up three, and now it's third down once again for Fort A. State. Back inside the Farm Implement and Supply Red Zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby. They're your local New Holland dealer. Calvin Stapp is into the ball game along with Ryan Allen. They'll be wide right, and they've got a bunch of 
in two tight ends, Fuller and Cormany here to the left. Now Cormany goes in motion right side. They're going to run. No, they're going to run a pass play to Cormany at the 10, to the 5, stretches. He's down to the 2, and he picks up the first down. An 8-yard gain on 3rd and 2. They pick up about 8, and it's first and goal at the Ichabod 2-yard line. A lot of new formations here down near the red zone or in the red zone, and Fort A. State knocking on the door for another third-quarter touchdown, leading 24-14, down to 323 and counting in the third. You know, the key is what you just said there, 323. This drive, even though it started at the 42, is taking a lot of time. Stapping Allen, wide receivers right side, tight ends left and right. There's a handoff to Shane Watts, and he's going to get knocked down at the three-yard line. He tried to bounce it out to the right, and it was L.J. Minner Jr. out of Westminster Christian high school in Ferguson, Missouri to make the tackle for the Ichabods. Lost, some are going to give him progress back to the two, and now it's second down and goal. And Forty State will run a lot of different packages in and out depending on where they're at and how they want to attack the next couple of plays because they ran that to Cormany for the first down and they left that same package in. Now they take Allen and Stapp out and they put back in Smith and also Horace. They're wide to the right side. Fuller tight end left, handoff Watts, Shane barrels his way into the end zone, touchdown, Fort Hayes State, two-yard touchdown run from Shane Watts, his second in the third quarter, and the Tigers have a 30-14 lead with 2.29 to go in the third. Fairfield, Nebraska, Josh Shaw just paved the entire left side of that defensive line into the end zone, and so all that, and I say all, but all that Watts had to do was just run right off the hip of Josh Shaw. Josh Shaw's town is smaller than the enrollment <laughs> of Fort Hay State University. And I mean the on-campus university. And and he has played big here at, at Fort Hay State. Big block. 31-14. The extra point is good from Carson Arndt, who remains perfect on the year. 34 for 34. And now the Tigers have a 31-14 lead. And they've established that running game. And boy... This game feels completely different since halftime. So you mentioned you, you ha we had a good idea how that halftime conversation went. Message received for the Tigers. They have 14 points here in the third quarter. And it took a drive to get it going because they punted on their first drive of the second half to Fort Hay State. Now, I, I will tell you this. I'm going to slide down here in the next two and a half minutes that are left on the clock and, and talk with the clock operator <laughs> and see if he can just leave it saying third quarter on the on the yeah. display screen yeah, because the even number quarters are not good for Fort Hayes State. Two weeks in a row, the odds have been great. So, the evens have been bad. So if you can spot me a 50, I think we can probably <laughs> okay. get this done with the official. Let's see what we got here. We can probably put it together. We know we have a station break. We'll get it after this kickoff from Carson Art this time. High, short pooch kick, and that's why Arndt came in to kick. Washburn's going to return it. They field at the 19-yard line. D.J. Bell slips a tackle that is taken down at the 21-yard line by Ryan Allen and special teams. What a tackle. Let's quickly pause. Ten seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Mark the ball at the 25-yard line. So Carson Arndt came in to kick a high pooch kick, and Washburn will start at the 25. 31-14, four-day state on top, 2.23 to go in the third. Ryan Allen looking a little like his dad. Yeah, the Hall of Famer. They called him the Cobra because when he got you, you were down. There's a bruising run oh. right up the oh. middle by Percy Mitchell. The junior from Baldwin, Missouri, hasn't played a whole lot. He just barreled, bulldozed his way in and ran right over Mason Perez, who finally brings him down to the 34-yard line. That's a nine-yard first down run. Well, if you play football long enough and you're not the 
defensive lineman. That's going to happen to you at some point. For Mason, it happened on October the 21st. Second down and one for the Ichabods. Back to pass, Van Dyne. Menges hits him and drops him down. His second sack of the day. All the way back at the 26-yard line. Menges able to scrape it around the edge, and he gets to the freshman quarterback. He goes around C.J. Murray, the right tackle, and Menges was in a two-point stance. He is standing, and he is like his linebacker safety days. And he puts two hands and just punches the chest of C.J. Murray, who is 6'4", 295, and it pushed him back a step. And men just ran right around him to the quarterback. Third down and nine. The Tigers show blitz with linebacker John Johnson creeping up to the line of scrimmage. Washburn, like the Tigers, haven't been great today. They're three for ten on third down. Fortnite State now five for ten, but thanks to this quarter. Back to pass Van Dyne. Hit as he's thrown, and it's going to be tipped in. Is it caught? Is it complete? It was batted up into the air by... Four-day State's Mason Perez, that pass intended for D.J. Bell. Then it looked like it was almost going to be intercepted by Benny Williams. And then for a moment, it looked like Washburn was going to grab it off the deflection. But Tice Brown could not haul it in. That had three different chances to be either caught or intercepted. And it goes incomplete. If we were in St. Joe, Missouri, that's a that catch. Was, <laughs> absolutely a catch. That would have been a completion. And a lot of times here in, at Washburn, a catch. And now the punt. Washburn's had a punt on every possession here in the third quarter, backpedaling and making the catch at the 33-yard line is Trevor Watts. That'll be a 42-yard punt, one of the better punts of the day for Gavin Wilhelm. And Fort A. State, who scored touchdowns on each of their two possessions here in the third quarter, will start at their own 33-yard line, leading the Ichabods 31-14 with 56 seconds to go in the third. And you mentioned it. The fourth quarters lately, the even-numbered quarters have not been good. If you're four-day state, let's find a way to punch it in the end zone here before the quarter break. Tigers have 124 yards in this quarter on 19 plays. So they have it first and 10. They officially spotted their own 32-yard line, leading 31-14 to 14 just inside a minute to go here in the third. There's a handoff to Travis Dixon, gets stumbled at the line of scrimmage and tumbles forward for about a yard to the 33. I think it was uh, the defensive nose guard, Chase McCoy, who got in there to trip him up. He's out of Timberland High, Wentzville, Missouri, in the St. Louis area. One-yard gain for Dixon to the 33-yard line, second down and nine. Chase is going to get credit for the tackle. The reason he made the tackle is because he got pancake blocked and his leg was (laughs) flailing out there. Here's Bryson Smith and Trevor Watts, wide receivers to the left. Jaden Horace by himself to the right. Slap of the hands by Dawson. Hands it up the middle to Dixon. And Travis lunges right up the middle to about the 39. So he'll pick up six yards on that run and bring up a third down and three for the Tigers. Clock inside 10 seconds. Fort A. State does not have to run another play if they choose not to, and they won't. So that will be the end of the third quarter. Fort A. State puts two touchdowns on the board. From their own 39-yard line, leading the Ichabods 31-14 as they honored a veteran here between quarters. Not a big crowd here today for this one, as you would expect, but a pretty good group of Tiger fans, one of the better road crowds of the season. Tigers had 131 yards of offense in that quarter. Tigers are 5 for 10 on third down. They hand it off to Travis Dixon. Can he get it? He will not. In fact, barely got back to the line of scrimmage trying to run it up the middle. And... You would think the Tigers might punt this one right here on fourth down and three, but 
punt team has yet to come on, and now they will. So Fort A State goes three and out as we begin the fourth quarter. Here is the reason most likely to run that football on third down is it is 31-14. If you throw and it's incomplete, it is still 31-14, and the clock stopped with, Basically I don't know, whole, yeah. 10 seconds to go in the quarter. Yeah. You can burn a minute off just by running the football once. Cameron Zeisen came at a good punt his last time, though. Ichabots go after This is high and end over end. Not a great kick as it angles off one of the injured Ichabods on crutches. They got pressure on Zeisen cam. And he punted it pretty high into the air, but it's not a good punt to the 44-yard line. So that is only a 17-yard punt. And now Washburn's first possession of the fourth quarter starts at their own 44. Well, here comes the even-numbered quarter. At wow. least that's what it feels like. Bad start to with the punt. A bad uh, a, a, a run that didn't go anywhere on third down and then... A short punt. Florida State, 413 yards of offense of the Ichabods, 154 today. It was a three-point game at halftime. Tigers with two third-quarter touchdowns, late 31-14. But Washburn, who has punted on each of their three possessions of the second half, starts at their own 44. Van Dyne to the shotgun, hands it off to the running back. And in there that time was Teandre Carter uh, out across the 50 DeAndre to the 49, Carter, brought down by Mason Perez. It's a pretty good run on first down, about seven yards, second and three. Well, and for Washburn, they have engineered one offensive touchdown today. Remember, of their 14 yep. points, it was a pick six. Got him to within three. Two receivers left, one right. Van Dyne, the snap, hands it off, and right up the middle with some room is Carter once again. Mikel Williams finally... Trips him up, but not before he picks up nine of the Tiger 40. And a Washburn first down, and now Washburn having some success running the ball up the middle once again. Yeah, power, a pair of counter plays, starting right off of the right guard and then cutting back off the left. DJ Bell and Tristan Johnson, wide receivers right side. They give it once again to Carter, stretches it here to the near side, and Sam Brandt lowers his shoulder and drives him out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Two-yard gain that time, second and eight. Clock will roll even though he's hit out of bounds. And Washburn really rotating the running backs yeah. again today, too, because these guys aren't used to taking no. the, the amount of, of runs and offensive load that they have to today. Jameer Beckham back in there. He's a bruiser. I've been impressed with him. Beckham out of Dakula, Georgia. Six feet, they say 190. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say sure. he looks <laughs> a lot bigger than that. 215, he's a stout dude. 220. He'll release over to the right flat. They'll throw it his way. He gets a block, and then he's hit by John Johnson at the 35-yard line, and it ends up being just a three-yard gain. He had some room initially, but Johnson did a good job to close and fight off his block and bring him down for a gain of three, and now the Ichabod's facing third and Five yards to go. Yeah, the Tigers rally to the football, and Benny, uh, Benny Williams is over there on that uh, particular play too, and he stands up the blocker, and, and it creates an opportunity for there to be no forward progress. Washburn 3 of 11 on third downs, 0 for 3 since halftime. They need five here. They hand it off once again, and in the backfield is Mikel Williams to blow up Beckham. He's going to lose a yard to the 36-yard line, and Washburn will now face fourth and six. Well, they have to go for it. You're down 17 points with 12 minutes to go. You're on your opponent's side of the field. But Mikel Williams almost overran yeah. the play. Beckham stays in. He'll line up to the left of Van Dyne. Tice Brown, wide receiver right. 
or left. DJ Bell to the right. Tigers show blitz. They don't bring it. Now they get some late pressure. Van Dyne hit as he's thrown, and it's incomplete. Almost sacked by Dimitri Scott. Then I think it was Jaden Barker who got in there and forced him to get rid of it. The pass is incomplete on fourth down, and the Tigers get a stop, and Forday State will take over at their own 36. They confused the true freshman quarterback, and let's go downstairs with Jonathan Zweiger. Yeah, guys, real quickly, Jaden Barker's had a big second half. He's been in there for Paris Terry, who left in the first half with that lower back injury. He's played well. They, Four days, yep. they confused the, the young quarterback. They acted like they were bringing seven, and they peeled three off, but one of them was not one of the linebackers, and he just threw it up. So first and ten, Tigers for the 36. 11.38 to go. Boy, you find a way to get to the end zone here. You might be able to oh, it's over. put the bow on this thing. Watts and Horace, wide receivers here to the right side. Allen and Cormany, the tight end to the left. They handed up to Shane Watts, just waiting for some blocking and just follows behind the offensive line to the 39-yard line. Short gain, but he picks up three and brings up second down and seven. You'll take that right now up 31-14. Now, Fortes probably isn't going to be able to get this done all on the ground to end this game. They're, they're going to need to use Jack's arm a little bit here in order to be able to find just a little space. Maybe that screenplay that sends Kale Cormany out to block, something along those lines. Second down, seven. Forte State for their own 39-yard line. They hand it off to Watts. He tries to stretch it to the left, and he's taken down for no gain. They may give him progress to the 40. I think they will. That's a generous spot. That was. I thought he maybe got back to the line of scrimmage, or, or behind it, I should say. L.J. Minner made that stop. So now it's third down. Third down and a long six, maybe seven, right at the 40-yard line. Tigers up 31-14. Clock rolling with 10.37 to go in the fourth. It was a 17-14 Tiger lead at halftime. Washburn brings out a linebacker. They'll go with three safeties on this play. They're scrambling at the line of scrimmage to get set. Cormany comes in motion, lines up left slot. There's a handoff up the middle to Watts. He's at midfield, makes a man miss. Oh, they got his ankle and brought him down, or it would have been a touchdown. Shane Watts gets the first down, and he was also close to breaking that one. Josh Grant was able to reach back and just grab his shoestrings and bring him down at the 44-yard line. That is a 16-yard run on third and seven, and the Tigers get a first down. Running right up the middle, Josh Shaw, Brandon Kerr, Dawson Reynolds. There was no trick. There was no cutback. That is a handoff and run straight up the middle, and there were five at the line of scrimmage Boy, that time. Over 120 yards. That'll put him over 130 for the day. First and ten Tigers. There's Watts again. A little patient. Bounces out to the left, picks up two, and then gets stood up and driven backwards up time. Josh Grant with a much harder hit and then barks at the Tiger sideline. Well, they may have been barked. Miles Menges is having fun today. That's who was joining with with uh, the, the free safety, Josh Grant. Two-yard gain, second and eight. Well, in, in terms of age in this league, Miles Menges is one of the elder statesmen. Yeah. So he has seen and played against everybody on multiple occasions. He probably knows several of these guys pretty well at this point. Clock rolling, nearing nine minutes now. 31-14 Tigers, second and eight for the Washburn 42-yard line. Dawson, play action, time in the pocket, looking downfield. He's got Horace, and Horace has the first down of the 29. 
Bryson Smith just got away from his cornerback. He was open at the goal line, but it is the first down to the 29-yard line, a completion of 13 yards. But if Jack just looks up for a minute, he had Bryson Smith open inside the 10. He waited. He waited for Bryson Smith to get open and started to feel the pressure. Jaden Horse was open immediately. He was. If he sees Jaden, it is a post route for a touchdown. First and 10 Tigers down to the Ichabod 29-yard line. Washburn brings the blitz. Tigers pick it up. Dawson rolling to his left, throws it in the flat to Shane Watts, makes the catch, then stretches to the 25 and is taken down there. It's a four-yard gain. Dawson was able to run out to the left. The Ichabods brought the pressure. He was able to elude it and then just dumped it out to the running back who broke out of the backfield for a three-yard gain, second and seven. It's a good decision by Jack Dawson because he had Trevor Watts deeper, but he would have had to thread it over top of two defenders and put it in a perfect spot, but he kept the clock going by making the decision that he did. Shane Watts, 139 yards rushing. He gets a nice completion there. He gets a carry again right up the middle. This time the Ichabods able to greet him at the line of scrimmage. And it was Mason Capper, the inside linebacker, to bring him down. See where they unpile it and mark it at the 24. So two-yard gain. It's going to bring up third down and about four. Four and a half for Fort A. State. They need to get it just inside the 20-yard line. Dawson Reynolds stacking pancakes today. Boy, he's, Odessa, Texas, right guard. Got another one on that He's play. a true Friday night lightser. He went to Permian High School who the movie when TV show was modeled after. Play action, Dawson to throw, looking for Jaden Horace. He makes the catch, touchdown! Ford Hastings, oh, it came free at the last moment. At the last moment, the ball dislodged, and Horace can't believe it. He thought he had secured it. It's incomplete. Oh, my goodness, that was almost a remarkable catch up of the defense. Don't see a challenge no. flag. The ruling jo is incomplete. Jonathan, any better angle than what we had? No, not really. At first look, it did like he looked like he caught it. In fact, the back judge came in and asked the side official if he actually was sure that's what happened. It's going to be a 40-yard field goal attempt for Carson Hardy at a career-high 44-yarder back in the second quarter. He's got a little bit of a breeze at his back. And now we get a whistle just as the ball was snapped, and the kick is... Plenty good, but the lead officials calling for a reset of the play clock, oh. and they never reset the play clock, so it went to zero, and the lead official calls a delay a game because that's what he's supposed to do. So no delay a game, but now Carson Arndt's got to do it again. That was a good kick. Yeah, that's okay. Take take twenty five yeah. more, twenty four more seconds off the clock here, because they'll have to wind this clock. So take it inside of seven minutes. And now a challenge flag. Oh, I wondered. Chris Brown's got to challenge whether or not that last catch was a touchdown. It's close. He had it secured, and then he hit the turf. Did he? We've seen more challenges this season than last year. It's first year of replay in the MIAA. Well, let, let's let's uh, let's go back to a conversation that we had with Chris a couple of weeks ago. Coach Chris Brown says, oh, "I got him, right? I got the challenges. I got I got the lead. Let's let's go ahead and do this." Now, the people who are probably the most upset about this challenge are the two officials that have to run yeah, the from way. the thirty all the way through the opposite end zone and get some relief from the sun underneath the tent. But they have to go 70, 80, 85 to 90 yards to do this. 
then they're going to have to jog all the way back on here to do it. So the officials getting workout. Maybe this is Coach Chris Brown going, hey, guys, I didn't like how the first half went. Make I'm going to make you run a little bit. You know, that's what I do to my players. Tiger football brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hawk City, Ness City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. And a reminder that your team can look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Biden Hayes. Whether it's on the field or in the office, let the Redeem team help with screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design. Redeem Designs, 2204 Vine in Hayes. Great design delivered. Our th fourth quarter presented by Kona Big Wave. Bring the Aloha. It's a crisp, easy-drinking beer. Enjoy a Kona Big Wave on game day, but please drink responsibly. Patrick Altener. One of the few remaining healthy defensive linemen for Washburn, the Cape and Mount Carmel Jr., just needed help coming off the field. He's standing on his own accord on the sideline, but, man, if you're Washburn, it's it's been remarkable how many injuries. Okay, there we go. So Forte State does not get the challenge to go their way. They lose the timeout. It was ruled that the ruling on the field was correct and incomplete pass. In a non-football moment here, the uh, the Jeopardy music played yes. during this during this challenge. Now, schools have started to become a tad more uh, a, a tad more creative. I was watching a game the other day, and on the challenge, the home the home team played "Let It Be" because they <laughs> nice. wanted the the call yes. to stand. Here we go, 40-yard field goal attempt from Carson Arndt. He hit the first one, but the officials blew it dead. Good snap. The hold is down. It's blocked. The kick is blocked and dies at the two, and you can credit that block. It's a free ball. Washburn picks it up. They're going to try to return it out to the 15. They're at the 20. Tigers were coming off the field, and it's returned all the way out to the 38. You can credit that on the clock operator who screwed up the clock and made the official stop to reset the play clock. The Tigers had made the field goal. The retry is blocked, and Washburn has it at the 37-yard line. The lead official, before that first kick, had his hand in the air, and he wasn't going to a rave. He wasn't, he wasn't fist pumping. He was trying to get the clock to reset for five seconds, and it never happened. That's why it got blown dead on that second, uh, b before, after that first made field goal. They went, Fort A State is lucky that ball died at the one, and they were coming off the field. That was a live ball, and Washburn returns it out to the 36. But the clock operator who failed to reset the play clock made the officials blow it dead, and then they blocked the field goal after the initial try was good. Here's a pass, screen pass, near side, DJ Bell. He's at the 45, makes a man miss. He's at the 50, near sideline 40, foot race 30, breaks a tackle from Menges. He's going to take it all the way down to the four where he's brought down by Benny Williams. 61 yards, and here we go. Craziness in Topeka. And Washburn has it first and goal with six and a half to play. And the Tigers up 31 to 14. Well, not for long. Unless Fort Hay State defense comes up with something big. And that's a screen play to the near side. There's three guys to block. Two guys to be blocked. And that was easy pickings for a, for a Washburn. There's going to be a handoff around the left end and into the end zone is Tiandre Carter in Washburn after blocking the field goal. It's a four-yard touchdown run, and they're back in this game at 31 to 20 with 6:08 to play. Wow! But again. 
I've said it all along in basketball, you want to affect a game, it's your clock operator that can affect the game. And it was not intentional, but Fort A. State made a 40-yard field goal. Here's the extra point, and it's just inside the left upright. Washburn is back to within 10, 31 to 21 after the block field goal. And the big play, the screen pass to DJ Bell. We have a timeout of the field. Our fourth quarter brought to you by Kona Big Wave. Bring the Aloha, a crisp, easy drinking beer. Enjoy a Kona Big Wave on game day, but remember to drink responsibly. 31-21 Tigers, 6.08 to play on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. 6.08 to go at their own 25-yard line. And defense has been good today, but we talked about responses and sudden change. That time they did not respond well. Some missed tackles and 6.08 to go. Washburn's still a part of this one, 31-21 Tigers. When you're an offense like Washburn, who has just struggled because of all the youth playing and a true freshman quarterback, you have to live on the big play. Yep. And that is what got them that touchdown. Is there one real big play today? They've lived on big plays all the time, but yeah, you're right for today. Cole, or Fuller a little bit late getting on. He'll be a tight end here to the right side. It's a touchdown catch. Jaquan Tillis is the running back in for Fort A. State. 31-21, 6.08 to go. Tigers still up two possessions. And, boy, if you could, now we get a timeout. Fort A. State was late in substituting. Yep. And Washburn again, then gets the opportunity, and they took their time, and they forced Fort Hayes to burn a timeout. Remember, they lost a challenge. Fort A. State down to one timeout left for the final 6.08. Tiger football brought to you by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone or use their handy app, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. This has been a bad quarter for Man, everybody involved with Fort Hayes State. Isn't this crazy? It's just uncanny. First and third, Tigers have been gold the last three weeks. Second and fourth, the exact opposite. Got to figure that out. Fort Hayes State on the prior drive could have put this thing away. They yep. got the big run from Watts to set up great field position and then did absolutely nothing with it. Pitt State is up 21 to nothing in their ball game today at Northwest Missouri State. They are at halftime, all their points coming in the second quarter. Here it is, 31-21. Tigers, first and 10 on 25-yard line, handoff to Tillis, weaves his way up the middle, good patient run, still on his feet, still carrying the pile, he is close to a first down, I think he has it, he just kept running behind Kofi, carry, carry, Josh Shaw, and they're going to mark him at the 35, that's a 10-yard run for Jaquan Tillis and a Tiger first down. Well, the, the number one back is Watts right now, Shane Watts, but it's a nice change of pace with Travis Dixon and Jaquan Tillis. They don't get a lot of carries, but they're trying to make the most out of those carries. And the Fortnite's offense, even if you don't score here, you can pretty well end this game by just keeping the ball in bounds and getting positive plays. Five and a half minutes to go. Clock rolling. 31-21 Tigers here in the fourth. First and 10, they're on 35. Tillis is in there. He'll get the handoff, and he's hit in the backfield this time. Gets back to the line of scrimmage somehow. He was hit about a yard and a half deep, and he's going to gain almost two yards on that run. Boy, he was hit in the backfield and still gets positive yardage. Two-yard gain, second and eight out to the 37. Well, it's the, it's the joy of having a fresh back. 
in there. And Jaquan Tillis, again, doesn't get many carries. But on two in a row, you can see the difference. And we talked about pancakes. Porter Danovic, who has made stacks. He's made a living selling pancakes in the MIAA. Got another one there. No, have to, no trip to IHOP after the game tonight. No. They've had their pancakes today. Second down, eight. Forte State from their own 37, leading by 10 here in the fourth quarter. Dixon to carry again, runs up the middle. Not much running room. He's going to get about two, maybe three at about the 37. And Washburn's going to burn a timeout here with 4.35 to go. Forte State up by 10, 31 to 21. Well, Forte State has been unwilling with this lead at 31 to 14, now 31-21, to put the ball in the air. They did it one time. And that was a short little pass to Watts after he had his big run. Outside of that, Forte State is trying to end this game with the running game. And Washburn knows it. They nearly were able to put this game to bed by the pass into the end zone that the Tigers thought they had a touchdown challenge, but they didn't. And, and unfortunately, Jaden Horace couldn't hold on to what would have been a spectacular catch in the end zone. But outside of those two plays in the fourth quarter, Forte State with this lead has just been unwilling to throw the football. Late second quarter in Jefferson City, 42-3. Missouri Southern on top of Lincoln. We told you the halftime score in Maryville, 21-0. Pittsburgh State over Northwest Missouri State. They have arrived at halftime in Warrensburg. Oh, my gosh. It is 56-27. Central Missouri on top of Emporia State. They have scored 28 points in each of the first two quarters have the Mules. Tigers will be there in two weeks. i tell you what, that offense might be the best in the country. And a last-second field goal for Missouri Western today. They win in Kearney 20-17. The scoreboard update brought to you by Mason Miller CPAs, Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Third down, seven for the Tigers from their own 38. Dawson in the shotgun. He'll throw. It's a screen pass for Trevor Watts. He breaks one tackle, but he'll be shy by about two yards. Washburn able to get over there and make that stop. Caden Spencer, who had the pick six that kind of turned the game in the second quarter, gets the tackle, and the Tigers are two yards short of the first down at the 38-yard line. Tigers had the screen set up with Colt Fuller being the lead blocker over that way. And if Colt makes that block, that initial block, then Watts doesn't have to dance around anybody, and he's full steam ahead for a first down. We talk a lot about on defense how it's doing your 111th. And if Fort Hay State on offense does their 111th, they can effectively end this game with a two-possession lead with the clock running inside three minutes at some Low point. Low snap to Zeisenkamp, but Washburn wasn't coming after it. He gets a great punt. D.J. Bell, a great hand basket catch. Has some running room, 30, 35, 40, near sideline, 50, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds by Jaden Wallace, who just saved a touchdown at the 41-yard line. And whistles blow. And is there an injured player on that play? I can't tell. Looks it's like down here on the sideline. Jaden Wallace, Wallace, who made that tackle, his helmet came off. And boy, he's a guy you don't want to lose. That punt all the way back was field at the 17-yard line. It was a 46-yard punt, but then a big return all the way out to where they're going to spot the ball, the 40, and then he has a 43 return. So ends up being a, just a three-yard net punt, and we have a timeout. 3.37 to play, 31-21, Fort Hayes State. And Wallace is okay, and he's going to come off the field. We'll be back in one minute. This is the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The 28-yard line. Gain of, we're going to mark it the 29. So that is a gain of 13 yards and an Ichabod first down. And, boy, they score here. 
It's a 10-point game. Be ready for the onside kick. DeAndre Carter in the backfield. He'll line up left of Van Dyne. Wants to throw. Looks right. Ball is bobbled and hauled in by Tristan Johnson. Then hit immediately and dropped at the 25-yard line by Travion Mitchell. That play only goes for four. And it brings up second down and six. Clock rolling. Ichabod's down to the Tiger 25 after that 43-yard punt return following the 46-yard punt. Two receivers left side, one near. Back to pass, Van Dyne across the middle, and the ball is incomplete. And a big-time hit by Sam Brandt. That was a tenner for Tristan Johnson, and he took a big-time hit as Brandt timed it perfectly and dislodged the ball. Well, this, this game has to be won by the defense, and Fort State has a 10-point lead, but it's the defense that's going to have to close this thing. It's like going to the bullpen and bringing in that, that, uh, that reliever with the 100-mile-an-hour fastball. That's what Sam Brandt was on that one. Third down and five for Washburn. Third down and six at the Tiger 25, four down territory. Maury Sullivan, wide receiver to the left, along with Tice Brown. They're looking this way. Van Dyne throws, and the ball is going to be caught. It's a Washburn touchdown. There's a a hat throw, and somebody was out of bounds, Gerard. It was caught by Maury Sullivan, the St. Louis, Missouri freshman at the two. And he takes it into the end zone with 2.35 to play. Was he out of bounds? Apparently not. They pick up the cap. It's a touchdown for Washburn. This is a collapse. This is, this is a bad collapse by Fort Hay State. Murray Sullivan on the TD pass from Van Dyne. Now Washburn will try to make it a three-point lead, and they do. It is 31-28, to and here comes the outside kick with 2.35 to play. It was a big screen pass after the blocked field goal, and it was a 43-yard punt return after the 46-yard punt that set up these last two scores. And you go back to the field goal attempt, Fort A. State was trying to add to the lead. They they forgot to reset the play clock. Fort A. State hit the field goal, but the official had blown it dead because the play clock was about to expire. And the Washburn blocked the retry. And since then, it has been all Ichabods. And it's been a a collapse by all phases of the game. The, the field goal unit, yes, it was blocked. So that's number one. Number two, then they didn't cover the blocked kick, and it and got a big return. at the one, and then it returned to the 36. The defense, the offense, the punt return unit, it, it, has, been, it has been bad all the way around. Here comes the Hans team. Horace, Perez, Johnson, Cormany. Shane Watts on that front row. Fuller. Back row, Ryan Allen. Here comes the onside kick, and they're going to kick it deep. Backpedaling and calling for the fair catch of the 25 is Trevor Watts. So Washburn did not onside it. They pooched it over the hands team. There's 2.35 to go. The Ichabods have two timeouts left, and this is going to come down to four-day state, and can they pick up enough first downs to run out the clock? Washburn can stop the clock twice. Fort A. State, who scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, have been, quite frankly, awful here in the fourth in all phases. This is Washburn saying, we believe our defense can get a couple of stops and a timeout. Will be Fort A. State willing to throw the ball? They really haven't done it much. They are daring Fort Hay State. 
Two receivers to the left, one here to the right, and they're going to hand it off to Travis Dixon. He tries to outrun the defense, and he's going to be taken down. Barely got back to the line of scrimmage. He was run down from behind by Kanan Spencer. They're going to call a timeout and say no yard, no gain to the 25. Washburn stops the clock, second down and 10 with 2.29 to go. Fort A. State desperately needing a first down here to keep the ball out of the hands of the Ichabods. On the last drive, we saw that it was Willis that was the running back. This drive, at least to start it, it is Travis Dixon. It's so far in these two potential game-ending drives has not been Shane Watts, who has 20 carries, 143 yards, and two scores. Shane is averaging 7.1 yards per carry today, and it hasn't been him here late in the game. 2.29 to play, 31-28. Fort A. State was up 31-14. With two and a half minutes to go into third, Shane Watts had his second rushing touchdown of the quarter. And Fort A. State had a punt on the second play of the third, fourth. They got a fourth down stop, and then the block field goal. Short, a big screen pass, set up a touchdown. The long punt return setting up a second. And now it's second down and 10. Not a big crowd here today from Washburn, but they're making some noise. Washburn trying to get their first conference win. 0-6, worst conference start in 30 years. They hand it up to Dixon up the middle, across the 25. They still run forward to about the 30. It's going to bring up a third down and four as they mark him at the 36, the 20, the 31-yard line. The run by Dixon came down to man-on-man with Patrick Altener to the defensive end. And Dixon is 215 pounds. Alterner is 240. And he just kept pushing Alterner backwards and eventually able to get a little across the 30. Washburn opting to not use the timeout. They have one left. We're inside two minutes. 31-28 Tigers. Third down and four. Four down lineman for Washburn. Dixon the running back. He get no, it's a play action. Dawson rolling near side. He's got Corbin wide open. Can he make a man miss? He does. It's a first down across the 35 and up to the 39-yard line. It's an eight-yard gain. The tight end wide open in the left flat. And Dawson with a tremendous play fake to get it to him. And Washburn will burn their final timeout with a minute 40 to game to, to play. That might be the biggest catch of the day as Cormany picks up nine on third down and four. Sometimes we get on Jack Dawson about him dancing in the backfield. Well, he had to that time. He ran the play action, and Washburn's coming downhill. Washburn had 0.0% respect that they were going to throw the ball. And so they are going to try to end this thing and get the ball back by stopping the run, and Fort Hay State dialed up a play action. And I mentioned all game, Cale Cormany has been the guy when it comes to making blocks. And so the key becomes, well, watch zero. That's Cale Cormany for Fort Hay State. And somebody didn't watch zero. And so he leaks out and is wide open the flat. The question was, was Cale going to pick up the necessary yardage because the play action was so far back that he caught the ball at about the line of scrimmage and needed to go get the first down. Made one man miss, and that got him the yardage. So a nine-yard gain on third and four. Washburn cannot stop the clock. There's a minute 40 to play in the game. Hold on to the football. Yeah. Shane Watts back in. Two receivers left, two receivers right. Watts will line up in the backfield right of Dawson. And now Cormany 
Comes in motion. He'll line up in the left slot. They hand it off to Shane Watts right up the middle. He's across the 40. He's up to the 42-yard line. That's a two-yard gain. And now a minute 30 to go. Kind of surprised the Tigers didn't get in that victory formation. They still ran the play. A minute 25 and counting. Washburn is out of timeouts. Now you probably can't quite no, you run can't it quite run it out. Yeah, they're just above that uh, threshold of just downing the ball and running out the clock. Fort A State has one timeout left. They may let the play clock wind down to one and call a timeout here, which will have it under a minute to go. 31-28. We talked in the pregame. We did not think this was going to be easy today for the Tigers. It has been extremely difficult. So the Tigers get a delay, a game penalty. Uh, 48 called the timeout. Yeah, I think that's – they threw the flag. They threw the flag for delay a game, but, yeah, 48 State, they called the timeout. They did not. So the Tigers get a delay of game. How did, they had a timeout left unless the scoreboard says one timeout left. I think that's right, because they missed a challenge. Well, now it's second down and 13. Now going to the victory formation. Maybe they were just using it enough time Yeah. to make, getting, make sure. Getting every second, and now they'll down it. Yeah, that'll do it, because. They'll down it on third down yeah, one more time. Third down, that'll get him inside. So they used every second. Boy, this thing has been a challenge down the stretch. Fort A State's already lined up. We're inside 40 seconds, so they can down it right here, and that will do it. So Fort A State downs it twice, and the Tigers are going to escape. And I mean escape today. It was anything but easy. Washburn with a late fourth quarter charge makes it interesting, but the Tigers able to do just enough and pick up a win. Just their second in their last 12 tries here at Yeager Stadium. But four-day state for the first time since 2019 has won four in a row. And Fort Hay State is now six and two. They moved to five and two in the MIAA. 31 to 28, the final score today from Yeager Stadium. We're back with our post-game show on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Coach, congratulations on the win. It wasn't always pretty, but at the end, your team is ahead on the scoreboard, and, and I know that's ultimately what matters, but there are some definite highs and lows in this game. Just too many mistakes, just mental mistakes, missed assignments, um, turning balls over, not covering kicks. I mean, all these little things that we work on in practice to make sure that don't happen on game day, and then we just don't focus in and, and get the job done. But, you know, I'm proud of the win. I'm glad we won the game. Um, I thought we should have had some more points offensively. I thought we gave up too many points defensively. But, you know, we've got to play more physical. I just think on the road that we don't play real physical. We don't play real aggressive. And I just think we play a little timid. Where we got to play like we do at home. Have fun. Have that excitement. Have that energy. And play with that physicality. First and third quarter for your team were really good. You got out to, to double-digit leads or multiple possession leads in each quarter. But that second and fourth quarter, there's just something there right now. Yeah, I don't know. No, we got to figure something out. I don't know if it's just lackadaisical. Uh, maybe we need to do something to practice to kind of change that up. But, 
you know, these kids kind of feel the same way I am. You know, they're not pleased with the, They're glad we won, but they're not pleased with their performance and how they how they performed today and, and didn't really get after it the way we, we usually get after it. But, you know, those second and, those, like you said, those quarters, man, just we, we're struggling. we got to find a way to get out of the hole and, and get some points and, and, and stop them in those quarters. In some ways, are you pleased with the way the team reacted to the win just because they know also that it's not acceptable that the way that the team won even though they did win? Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, it, it's good to see kids take ownership in it. Uh, it means they're accountable. It means they're disciplined. And, you know, when kids not happy with the way they won this game, I mean, that just says something about your, your program and, and where it's headed. And, you know, hopefully it's headed in the right direction, which I think it really truly is right now. I mean, we got, what, six wins right now? And, yep. and that's huge. And, you know, we got three more games. And if we take care of business and do the things that we ask them to do, who knows what might happen? Shane wants another 100-plus yard day and on a couple of really big runs. He's just – he's a grinder. I mean, he's – He's your go-to guy. Um, he makes things happen. Um, he loves the game of football. He loves his team. Um, he loves his old linemen, you know, and he finds those holes and, and gets through it, through it. And, you know, he did a really good job today of, you know, you saw on contact of really securing the ball to make sure that it didn't come out. And he got extra yards just securing the ball as well. So, Shane, man, he's, he's a tremendous athlete, tremendous, but even a better kid. One of the players that uh, Jonathan Swiger is going to be talking to is Kale Cormany, and he had a big catch at the end to kind of seal the game. But he was key in the blocking game today of the run game. We used him a lot, you know, and, and it's it's hard as a tight end because those guys are moving around so much trying to do different things to you, slanting across your face, trying to bounce outside and, and making those blocks. But, you know, he's only going to get better as the years go on. You know, and he's just he's he's a grinder. He's a, He's got a great work ethic, and he's tough. You know, and that's that's kind of tight end that you want. This has been a tough place to win. I think one win in the last eleven or twelve years is what Gerard said. This is a big, this is a big win. Yeah, it is. It is a huge win for us. And like I said, we, we're still not satisfied with the way we did it, but we got to get better and, and, and improve in some different areas. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll we'll fix those things this week. Do you notice anything? You mentioned the difference between the road games and home games. Do you notice anything in the way that the team warms up or gets ready, or something that leads you to believe even before the game that eh, this this might not be as clean as it is at home? Well, you know, I felt during pregame warm up, our kids were locked and, and and ready to get after it. And you could say that in the first quarter we played really really fast, but then we got up and our guys just kind of relaxed a little bit. And, and that's something that you can't do. We've got to keep the gas pedal down and, and play more physical in that second quarter and, and try to put teams away. And, and that's just something that we didn't do in this game. Miles Menges has had a couple of really big back-to-back games. And really, if you go back to the Southern game, too, he's finding himself in the backfield as much as some of the running backs for the other team. Yeah, he is. He, he plays hard. I mean, he plays really, really hard. He plays very physical. Um, he beats the lineman to the punch off the ball. And, uh, I mean, the kid just has a knack for the ball as well. But he is a kid that he's relentless. And he's going to do everything he possibly can to make plays. And uh, you know, he's going to continue to make plays for us. We saw a couple of guys get nicked up throughout the game. Any updates on anybody that was, was injured during the game? Yeah, we're good. I mean, I think it's just little bumps and bruises here, a couple of cramps, you know, things like that, because it was a pretty hot yeah. day today. But it's nothing that we're, they're not going to be ready for next week. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Gerard here with uh, defensive end uh, linebacker Miles Minches. Miles, you know, they came back. You guys had a good start, good third quarter. They found a way to kind of make it interesting coming down the stretch. What were your, what are you kind of thinking after this one? Oh, I was just thinking I got to step up and lead even more than, more than you know. You have to start the game, but uh, it all starts with how young we are. We get complacent in these games. We get, we get up by two touchdowns and we just get complacent and coast, you know, and take plays off and 
there they go. Here they come creeping up, and then we really got to step up and win that. So, you you talk about it, and you know, you're uh, I know when we had a press availability with you, you talk about understanding that uh, you're on the the top side of your career. Do you think that you've taken it upon yourself to to be a leader and try and get your guys through kind of those up and downs? It seems like it anyway. Yeah, definitely. At, at close times like this, you have to, and then you gotta you gotta approach other teammates like Mason Perez and John Johnson and have them help out their position groups as well. So definitely have other guys step up as well because one guy can't just do it at all. What was the uh, the halftime like? I know you guys had the good start and, and the led down in the, in the second quarter, but you came out and played well in the third quarter. What was that halftime like and what were some adjustments in the conversation like? Uh, defensively, it was really just like stop the run. I mean, they were only getting us on bash and outside zone, so that's that's what was killing us in the second quarter, but we stopped that and we're, we're going to be good to go because we knew they couldn't really five-step pass on us. So. You got a couple more uh, pressures. I think you got the quarterback a, a couple or more times today. Obviously, you've moved from linebacker to defensive end. What has, uh, it seems like that uh, you've kind of succeeded as far as standing up, playing uh, out of your two-point stance on the end. Does that allow you to get to the quarterback a little bit better? And is that a more familiar kind of uh, yeah, pass rush, maybe? Definitely, I'd say so. Just like playing linebacker, it's just like coming off the edge. I'm, I'm a lot quicker. I can see stuff a lot faster on it, so definitely makes me feel quicker. And then uh, finally, what do you got to see from your group this week? I know this was, uh, it was a win, but it wasn't a pretty win, so uh, trying to stack things together, what do you got to see from your group? We got to see a locked-in practice every single day this week, all throughout the practice. You know, even if it's the 22nd period of practice, we got to be maintaining that focus throughout the whole week. So. Alright, Miles, appreciate it. Awesome, thank you. Once again, that's uh, Miles Minges, back to you, Gerard. Right here with a tight end, Kale Cormini and Kale, a hard fought victory. That thing came down to the end for your group, I guess. Kind of now, afterwards, what's kind of going through your mind as you had the big lead and then see them come back in and make it up a one score game there at the end? Uh, you know, we, we started off fast, we started off good, brought some energy, and uh, as the game kind of progressed, we kind of let up on the energy, which we've had issues with this season. And I know that this week, especially, we'll be working on kind of making that where we finish games out. I know that's going to be a big um, point of emphasis this week, but overall, you know, we finished out, finished a strong game. It was a dogfight at the end, and we pulled through. So, you know, end of the day with the dubs, you can't be too mad. I'm curious, too, how do you kind of approach that, knowing that, you know, the, the basically the good start, the good third quarter, but those other two quarters have been an issue. How do you think in your mind that you guys will approach that? Uh, I think it's kind of just a maturity thing. Our, you know, Coach Brown's talked about that um, as our team maturing because I think we have good starts for sure. Come out some uh, intensity. It's just kind of a matter of stringing together four quarters. And I think we're very, more than capable of that. We've done it a few games, and it's just kind of making that a more consistent thing for our team. Um, you know, we're not worried. We know we can do it, so just got to bring it to light next week and the following weeks. Get the big catch and the conversion on third down. Take me through that. Yeah, uh, Jack kind of got flushed from the pocket, and so you got the ball basically the line of scrimmage and had four yeah, yards to go all by yourself. Kind of walk me through that play. Well, if I'm going to be honest with you, I uh, ran the play wrong. Um, I was supposed to cut across the line, and I misread the signals. Uh, so props to Jack for being a playmaker. He does what he does all year, you know, correcting my mistake, um, and it worked out well. But, yeah. Uh, definitely need some correction on my part, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did. And then finally, blocking. Uh, you know, the inline blocking, the, the lead blocking, the motion, that, that's something that you have really excelled on and continue to get better. Has that been something that you focused in on, and why has that been a part of your game that it looks like has taken a huge step forward? Um, that was definitely a point of emphasis for me in the offseason uh, with Coach Amari coming back and taking over the head role for the tight ends. You know, he's... Uh, 
he really emphasizes when it comes to blocking and just taking pride in your blocking. And so I've tried to do that. Um, as I've put on weight, I kind of took it upon myself to, you know, be the be the extra guy on the line when we need it. And I still got a long way to go, but um, you know, we string some plays together, and Shane and TD and Tills make me right, so they make me look good. So very good. Well, congratulations on I another victory, that. and uh, I'm sure we'll chat with you again. Thank you. Well, once again, Gerard, that's a tight end, Taylor Cormany. Back to you.